All right, welcome in everyone to the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your host Chuck, along with Mike here. Hey, hey. <laughs> We're here in the Upside Down. Yes, we even switched places. Yeah, a little bit uh, out Mike of body. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to talk Stranger Things today. Stranger Things all day. This will. This may be our longest broadcast uh, podcast ever. I think so. I think we um, might need to break it up into like a two part. It just release it on the same day. It's gonna be. We're gonna talk about so much Stranger Things. Yeah, I think we're doing. We're gonna do a two parter here. The first, this episode will be recapping all seven episodes of season four, which includes the one hour and forty five minute uh, episode seven, and then we will release another podcast around. Theory speculation for the the final two episodes of of this season, uh, which are released in July and season five, which I believe is the last season. So, yep, you are correct. There's a lot of theories, a lot of speculation. I have a ton of questions, and we're gonna we're gonna ask some questions in here that we probably can't answer, but some questions that I've been jotting down through through the episodes uh, as I watched them. So yep, should be a fun one. Stranger Things is, I mean, that's a, everybody I know is watching it, talking about it or saying, don't tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm only on episode three. I'm only on episode four. I burned right through it and texted you and you were like, no spoilers, bro. Yeah. Yeah. But then I, fin- I watched like one through six in one day and then I was saving the, Oh, two hours, yeah. uh, which, by the way, that episode was pretty fire. Oh, yeah. That was a great... Best one. Yeah, yeah. I, that was great. So, How high were your expectations for season four coming into it? Because you, you like, rewatched all three yeah. going into it, and I didn't. Where, where were your expect- expectations scale of one to ten? Ten being the highest. So, after rewatching one through three, so that was a, a fun experience because... As we talk about here on the binge, the binge shows, season one, two, and three, I th- pretty much watched them once. I'm sure, I, actually, I take that back. So I watched season one, and then when season two came out, I rewatched season one, and then watched season two. Yeah. And then when season three came out, I rewatched season one, two, and then three. Yeah. So when season, before season four came out, one, two, three, and then right into four. Yeah. So. I mean, I've seen them you know, multiple times. If you listen to our trailer pod, you wouldn't probably <laughs> you wouldn't bet that since that. since couldn't Who was Billy again? delineate any anything that actually happened and any um, lore and any names of people. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's what happens when you don't do any prep and you just react <laughs> to the trailer. But rewatching one through three beforehand. It was interesting because season one, I think, is still my favorite. Oh, yeah. And I, for many reasons, and we'll talk about it throughout the podcast, but season two and three were still really good. Two, I think, gets um, pegged as the worst season, and a lot of people thought three rebounded well and right into four. So I, I think, I think season four is. 
is almost progressively different than the other seasons. By far. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so different. I think it's matured with just yeah. along with the cast members that it's just matured with what they can bring to the show cuz it's a pretty dark, gruesome show. Yeah, and and we've talked about this offline, I've heard other people talking about it, but the progression through the seasons. The first season is basically ET, the kids are in junior high. Yeah. Uh, it's more more of like a science fiction and more of just a kind of weird thing. I mean, people did die, but not, you know. Didn't not, feel of major consequence. Yeah, it didn't feel. I mean, rest in peace, Barb. I'm yeah, still getting Barb. over that. But yeah. it's Nancy's fault, by the way. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so, so as you get through two and three, you start to get, as they age, and get into more grown-up kind of. And even still more, I guess, science fiction-y. Yeah. But you get, things get a little more scarier, maybe. Um, we've introduced some new char- uh, characters. And then we get to season four, and it becomes Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. So you go from, like, basically, I mean, I grew up, there would be a little older than I am, but grew up in the same era. So in the 80s, and had E.T., and even in, I think, season three, you see Back to the Future poster, I think it was the first or second, on the wall. and They they cut through the door, I think, um, the secret way into the movie theater. So you see it more of like a childlike entertainment and fascination mm-hmm. with, with kind of science fiction and that kind of entertainment. And then as they get into high school and more mature, it turns into Nightmare on Elm Street. And that's like probably the time I started watching horror movies in yeah. junior high, late late junior high, early high school. And you get into that. And that's how kind of, as they mature, it progresses. Now, the interesting part is in season four, I think it was three years between Stranger Things 3 and 4. Oh, yeah. Thanks, COVID. Will is like 6'7 and 25 years old. Um, They're all actually legal adults now, except I think one of the Noah, um, I forget which character. I was reading an article. One of the the actors is under 18 still, but the rest of them are all 18 years old and above. Watching it, Will and, and Mike are both like, dunking on each other in, in JV basketball. Like, they're just so much older oh. than they were three <laughs> years ago. Or Mike would actually... Mike's not on the basketball team. Like, he's a tallest kid in the school. Yeah. Sorry, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But um, but I do like the progression because we saw in, like, the second or third season, they're playing Dungeons & Dragons, but it's just, like, the five of them, four of them playing at, like, Mike's house. Yeah. And now they're a part of, like, the Hellfire Club. Well, it's almost, I mean, just think about childhood in general. I mean, just in the progression and maturation that you go through. And you're like, they're spending all the time playing this game. And now they get, they're in junior high and then high school. And now you have kids from different, I mean, at least, you know, in Texas, you go to a high school and you have kids from Mm -hmm. like three or four junior highs going to the high school. Right. You meet new people as your interests are changing. And you see that throughout the series where Mike and Lucas 
are kind of going in different directions and and will is has the arrested development and maybe it was because of his upside down where he spent the whole first season upside down yeah <laughs> but yeah. um he's seen some shit yeah yeah so i mean you see all of them kind of going in different directions and it's played out by where they're at in in high school and it's most notable in Lucas initially, but you, you see things uh, splintering off. And I think, you know, as the series progresses, it'll be interesting to see next season what happens with, with the whole crew. Because yeah. I think it's just a natural progression as your interests change. You meet new people. Uh, you grow apart from your you know, your friends that you grew up with and people move. Yeah. I mean, some characters moved out to California, so you don't talk to them as much. Right. So it's all through letters. Yeah. 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 Before we had texting and the internet. Yeah. FaceTime. I remember those days I had like a pen pal in Germany and write to each other (laughs) like mail letters. It's like, it's like a junior high kid. It was so weird. But did you have a pen pal? No, I was just saying, did you see Eurotrip? Probably. Yeah. This guy's like writing to this German person. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, yeah, Mike is really cool. And his brother's like, it's Mika, you jackass. She's really hot. <laughs> no, yeah. I can remember the first time I used like instant messaging. It was on AOL. Yeah. And my cousin was stationed in Hawaii in the Marines. And I remember like talking to him one morning and I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm talking to somebody that's like 2,500 miles away. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. But yeah, that's Mike's into a pen pal. Yeah. I mean, even when I was in college, it was like, when you first got like email addresses so yeah. <laughs> i'm 10 years older than mike so we, we had a little different experience but yeah. just seeing i mean in the one of the favorite parts they talk about i think it's nintendo and they in, in one of the episodes here and they're conning somebody by saying they have secret access to like um they call it something else not super nintendo but um a better video game system to get access to a computer, but just all the, I think what the show really is, is like nostalgia. Yeah. And in life, I mean, take out the science fiction and the horror elements that, you know, expand the show. It's, it's what they're showing. I mean, then they're showing you nostalgia, like especially for someone like me who grew up in that time period by what you see on screen. And, you know, kids are riding bikes everywhere. The parents have no idea where any of their kids are. No. That's how it was growing up. It's, it's Nowadays, you know where your kids are at every second of every day. But... Yeah, watch just, again, like, well, and we'll get to, like, the part of the show, but, like, there's a point where, like, they think there's, like, a serial killer, and they're all at a, a town meeting, and they're, like, nobody's worried about where their kids yeah. are. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, you it didn't. It was so funny. Yeah, you didn't worry about it back then. Yeah. Now, uh, but, yeah, the nostalgia and, and um, you know, what was happening in, in your childhood, and then just said the kids growing apart and yep. just kind of how life how things change and life continues to move forward and people going off in different directions. Yeah. But would you think, I mean, so going back to the whole thing, if you ask (laughs) it, it lived up to my expectations. 
I have a lot of questions. Oh, there's so many a questions. A lot of, a few nitpicks around some stuff that makes zero sense to me or doesn't track with what's going on. You but mean that they can't track Jane Hopper from Hawkins to California? The main one, yeah. I mean, come on. That's the buyers aren't living, no one's living under false names and no. they're searching for 11, the government, one branch of the government that yeah. was still mysterious that we don't know what's going on. Yeah. I have I, some theories in our next pod about that, but I do like that. They put it in the eighties cause there's, you know, the, the cold war and everything's going on. And, but like, did they have like, uh, Steve and, and his friend, female friend, I'm blanking on her A Robin. Name. Yeah, Robin. Are working in a VHS shop. Yes. I fucking love that. Oh, and we, that's, growing up, we'd go to Blockbuster, and you would go through and see the VHSs on the shelf, and you would wait by the return box to see what if something was out, (laughs) like maybe they were bringing back the movie you wanted to, to see, and... Yeah, just those video, the that was a Friday night spot. You would go whether you're in junior high or like have a girlfriend in high school. You were going to Blockbuster if you weren't going to the movie theater. Yeah, you were going to Blockbuster to rent a movie. Yeah, or Hollywood Video or whatever. It's small video stores in different towns. Yeah, you're going to rent Doctor uh, Zavago, like yeah. uh, Robin suggested they put on before any customers came to the store, which I, I thought was amazing. I love the fact that, like, you know, in season three, it ends where they're applying for the job in the video store, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, "Just like what? Go outside, Steve. Like, let's." He'll bring in the people, you know, with like his looks or whatever, basically, yeah. like because he's an idiot and he, <laughs> he doesn't know or he's like hasn't seen any of the movies. Yeah. And there's a great part in this season where Eddie, new character, and we'll go into that. Let's talk about Ozzy Osbourne. And he's like, who? It was yeah. like, you don't you would have to know about Ozzy Osbourne at that time. But he's just so aloof and, yeah. and, and whatever. He's so fringe compared to like yeah. the like norm of Hawkins. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you want to, like, start off not liking Eddie, but, like, no, he's was, amazing. No, but I was talking about, like, Steve should have oh, known yeah. who Ozzy Osbourne was. For sure. Even, even, like, the prep and whatever, they would yeah. know that. And Dungeons and Dragons, like, because they, that was a big deal, like, <laughs> devil worshipping. Like, what was Steve's uh, go-to, like, playlist? He's got a date. He's in his mom's BMW because he clearly yeah. drives his mom's BMW. And then, like, what's he putting on? Is it Air Supply? I don't even know, man. Like, is he is he got to call Huey Lewis because he's got some news? I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking probably Huey Lewis, Phil Collins. Oh yeah, um, Billy Joel. I'm thinking popular pop music at the time for sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, we have Mad Max listening to Kate Bush, which now number it, one is yeah on it's, iTunes. It's Amazing. That's that's the whole thing about this show. Yeah. And my brother was giving me a little shit because he's like, you and Mike said you don't like Netflix, but you talk about Ozark and Stranger Things. I'm like, hey, hey, it's not the best service, in my opinion. Yeah. It has two really great shows. They hit a home run sometimes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, There's so much content, they have to hit home run, right? Exactly, yeah. They're not not like the Astros being, I'm going to piss some people off, being Apple TV where they're just cranking out dingers, right? Yeah, yeah. But Netflix... They'll hit, they'll hit a triple, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Stranger Things. They'll they'll put out Stranger Things Ozarks. and then they'll do Squid Hubie Games. Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> Hubie Halloween. Good God, yeah. That was actually I, I quite enjoyed that from the stupidity of. Uh, but anyway, it was a guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh, I can't believe we watch it. This is ridiculous. Yeah, but kind of the same vibe that Halloween sci-fi scary shit. You know, that's kind of what they bring in Stranger Things. But yeah. Yeah, my expectations were through the roof coming into this season, and I not going. I was like worried about not going back and watching the first three, but then being able to pick it up and be like, "Oh yeah, I know exactly where I'm at." Yeah, yeah. So it was well. That was good that you could do that because I had. I don't think I could have done that. I probably could have just watched three, but I wanted to kind of get, and I to kind of glide into the season and pick up where we left off. But yep. I could have just watched some recap videos because I, I know some people that didn't go back and watch and they were asking me like, what, why is this going on or what? And it's like, well, in three, this happened and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Or how did Hopper get to Russia? Or, yeah. I mean, they tell you that there, but he went to go become a part of the Avengers. Well, the <laughs> anti-Avengers, the Russian star, whatever his character's name was in the Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, great. I don't know you're a Game of Thrones person, but Jag and Hagar is yeah. uh, freaking... Enzo slash yeah. Antonov, yeah. The Italian-named Russian Enzo. Yeah, Enzo, right. hey! culo, <laughs> <Yeah>. Enzo. <laughs> but, yeah, spotted him straight off as soon as they showed his face. I was like, oh yeah, that dude was in Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw that too, and I was like, "Which? who was that? And it yeah. was like... The man with no face. Yeah. Yeah. Great. One of... That and Arya, like, that whole oh. connection is one of my favorite part of Game of Thrones. That whole anyway. season was amazing yeah. with that part of the show, yeah. But we'll talk about Game of Thrones another time. <laughs> yeah. Because we can talk for hours about re, that. Re, yeah, re, re, re-watch. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, would you, if you ranked the four seasons, what uh, what order would you rank them in as far as your favorite? Top number one. First season, fourth season. Third season, second season. I'd go. That's my exact yeah. thought too. Yeah, I, I think at little points in the season four, it can be a little too much sure. because each episode is an hour and fifteen minutes, and then <laughs> the seven long. is an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, we're talking feature length film. Yeah, it was at points. I was just like, okay, I'm ready to go back to the other, like topic of the script you know the and other the other thread that we're pulling here i think the two biggest complaints of the season is two of the storylines i think i think once you get us outside of hawkins everybody wants to get back to hawkins yeah and i think that's where we go in a little more depth as we talk through some of the episodes but for me it was there was only one good part about being outside of Hawkins. Oh, there's two. There's Brett Gelman and the Russian part. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Argyle, the introduction of Argyle in California and the oh, surf, yeah. surfer boy pizza. Just in his driving around in the van and they're introducing Jonathan to the sticky icky. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> getting Jonathan, like... <laughs> They go visit, like, Susie's house, and he's, like, he chiefing it up with his sister in the back of the van. They're yeah. like, what the hell is that smell? Did we scare a skunk all the way over here? Like, oh, so good. But 
I love that guy because he's like working the phone at the pizza shop. And yeah. He's just like, pineapple on your pizza, you say? <laughs> try it before you diss it. Like, or whatever he says. Yeah. It's so Try funny. it before you deny it. Yeah. Try it before you deny it. Like, that was so good. Same level as uh, uh, Beignets by Mitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two classic California food kind of food. Um, entrepreneurs yeah. or aficionados food. yeah yeah <laughs> there yeah. <we> go. <laughs> yeah no yeah expectations were high and I, I will say it felt like it might have dragged on at a certain point but as soon as and we'll, we'll talk about it because we'll talk about the episodes here in a minute but it's and the whole california thing seemed to drag on until 11 just smashed that roller skate into angela's face and that was when the show was like okay here we go all right yeah i cheered that part yeah. i was like you lost your power, but you can still be pissed off and yeah. and take some aggression. Yeah. Why not use a skate as a weapon? Beat the hell out of her. Yeah. yeah she's got a she's got a low grade concussion. What were you thinking? Well, I was thinking I was want to beat the shit out of her. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. I was really excited for it, and it was. Let me tell you, jumping off the bat and just jumping in the first episode was crazy. It was not what I expected yeah. in terms of first kill. <laughs> and we'll build up to that. But, like, the gore level was set. Like, it was... It's not gory. It's just, like, traumatizing. It was so traumatizing, right, when the first opener... And, unfortunately, this happened, like, right around the time the whole shooting yeah. incident happened in, in Texas. Yeah. So they had to put a disclaimer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is going to be serious. Yeah. And then I couldn't... It was amazing and really happy that they put that disclaimer in there because can be traumatizing for some people, but we, yeah, the show opens up right with basically like a slaughter. Yeah. It was, it's lab. almost hard to talk about it after what's been going on in the yeah. country here. And especially, you know, the perception is it, that 11 basically killed everybody else in yeah. the Hawkins lab, except Papa, uh, which, a she blows a door off that just hits him and, bloodies up his face yeah and he's like what have you done or whatever and you know you see her with the blood coming out of the eyes and the hands have yeah, we way seen, bloodier than we've ever seen her yeah. yeah have we seen those any of those images before i mean obviously we hadn't seen the whole murdering everybody else in the yeah. <laughs> in in the lab but no. no i don't think we've seen anything along at least in, in that in depth of like their Schooling. The time there, yeah. Yeah, because the... she was pretty young. They made it, like, to where she was pretty young when all of this yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it starts off with that, and, like, it, then it shows us, like, they're in California, and she doesn't have her powers, and she's pretty deflated for the most part because yeah. she's getting picked on all the time. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's interesting to see now. We know Eleven doesn't have her powers. She lost her powers at the end of the season three. She's in California. She's got the wig. She's got her own style, which for me is kind of like she's dressed like Joyce. But, yeah. um, you know, Max showed her in season three, like, about the mall. And when you break up with somebody, how to go shopping and buy outfits. <laughs> like, a whole, like progression through life maturity and dealing with breakups and like, let's go to the mall. It's the mall rats that happen like yeah. in all these movies, but it, it was Which a is good, funny cause that was Hawkins and now they're yeah. literally in California where there's Valley girl. Like, yeah, it's it, small season, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, 
she's writing to Mike and pretending that she's living this great lifestyle where we see her, you know, making her dia. Her, how does she say it? She says it's so weird. It's like di- instead of diorama, diorama like, or something diorama, like that. Yeah. Diorama or it just so the way she said it just yeah. funny. But you know, another another pain point of season is like Eleven's never been to school. No. You're just gonna drop her as a freshman in a public high school. Yeah, in a new city. And she's dressed like she's from the Midwest. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's, and she's probably, and say this incorrectly, but she's dumb compared to the rest of them on an intellectual level because yeah, she hasn't yeah. had the school, yeah. the schooling. Is, yeah. She's is, only been taught to move blocks and yeah. kill people with her mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what class is that in when yeah. we're a high school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I think, um, it was an interesting choice, and especially since Joyce has this, like, she invented working from home, I think. Oh, and yeah. And, <laughs> like, she could have homeschooled 11, yeah. right? Yeah. But... And what was I, Joyce's, like, at-home job? What was she selling? <laughs> she's selling encyclopedias. <laughs> because, remember, <laughs> the greatest thing is when she's telling in a later episode that she's going on a business trip to Alaska to see, like... <laughs> George and Elaine Britannica or whatever, <laughs> whatever their names. The Britannicas are. live up in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. But, but yeah, so, you know, they're in California. She's getting bullied, and Mike is going to go out there uh, for spring break. Yep. Um, but we see, you know, in the first, in, in school, the Angela who becomes like her nemesis pretty quickly in school is pretty much shitting on her diorama and calling out to the teacher, which is interesting because she seems popular and a teacher's pet and a snitch, which then she calls 11 a snitch at the scheme. It's very odd because I would think the popular girl and crew wouldn't even just pay attention. No, but Anyways, picking on L and telling the teacher, uh, you're supposed to pick like a celebrity a or a famous person, person yeah, and picked her father and she's like <laughs> he, he saved the tire yeah. asshole. Like <laughs> yeah. it it's interesting to see like Will not standing up for her yeah. at all throughout this time, but um He's got his own thing he's dealing with. Everybody's like detached from Hawkins now. Yeah. And he's like Everybody's He's detached deal- from reality yeah. in in general, I think. Yeah. I'm gonna throw out I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a pretty like big question. Is he gay? I think that's what they insinuate as we go through this episode and because we see in the girl like next to him like rub his foot with her yeah. foot and he pulls away. That's why I'm asking like and, and he's gets really upset. With Mike, that he's paying attention to L, yeah, and I think either he's in an arrested development state or he mm. is learning how to deal with his sexuality, yeah, and I think that's what they're kind of insinuating in this season as we go through, but it may just be like he's still a child and doesn't know. It's a good point. 
But that's that's one of the first things I thought of yeah. is like when Mike gets out there to California and he's like, we only talked a few times and why are you paying attention? You always call 11 and yeah. like anytime we talk, it's for like 10 minutes. Like, yeah, yeah. but it was the, just an observation I had and I wasn't sure I was the only one thinking that. But yeah. the real, yeah, the real thing, the real besides that, cause that could be a friendship thing. But when she, when the girl touches his foot and he kind of recoils. Yeah. It, it more like freaked out. Not even I'm thinking like, if that happened to me, like as a first time, I'd be like, you know, just I'd be I wouldn't yank away. I'd be like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the greatest moment of Say my something. life. Say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> You're not saying anything. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, it's weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we, we spend a lot of time in California. In yeah. The first episode. Jonathan's out in California, which means Nancy's free to do whatever she wants at Hawkins. And he's just getting lit. Yeah, Argyle. Yeah, he's smoking the purple. What uh, what's the name of the weed they that they keep saying? <laughs> I can't remember. It was great. Yeah, he's just they're just chiefing it out in his mystery machine, mystery mobile. Yeah, yeah. or the when he's writing the mic, or when the eleven's writing the mic, and he's like, um, Jonathan like smokes this plan, and he tells it's like <laughs> yeah. it's 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 natural, but we're not supposed to tell uh, Joyce, Joyce about, about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first shot they show Jonathan, he's he's just putting like, the bong, like he's yeah, he's open like the window, off to get all out the yeah. window, yeah, so yeah. Putting the bong back under his bed. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's, we see we see her as a narrator of their yeah. kind of experience in California. Yeah, and it's not uh, going entirely great for anybody. No, I I would argue that it's going really good for Jonathan. He's crushing it. Like yeah. He's getting into community college. Yeah. But, I, I, well, I guess we don't really know. He doesn't, he would be, he would be a senior. He's a senior. Is he out of high school? Because Nancy's apparently still in high school. Well, Nancy I, is like, well, she, I think is, I have that was a confusing part. For okay, me. I'm yeah, not even going to try to try to right, like, figure it out. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out, like, yeah. Nancy's working for the school paper. So I'm yeah. assuming she's just, and she hasn't, or, no, because they talk about going to college. That's right, because she, in a later episode. Yeah, yeah. we'll go in that. I'm but, so confused about that. Yeah, well. But it didn't show, well, no, I guess Argyle picks him up for school, but we don't see Jonathan when Will and her are on campus, but. No. Yeah, Argyle picks them up to take them all to school. So yeah. I assume that he's a senior, uh, and Nancy's a senior, based on timelines of the the show. But yeah. so that kind of leads up to we. I don't think we've seen much of Hawkins. No, so we California. The only other incident, only other thing, like really in this first one for Mike, it's there is. Um, Angela and her friends knocked the diorama out of her hand like in like oh, God, what yeah. would be the coolest part about going to school in california because when i was growing up one of my friends moved to california for a couple of years and then came back and at his junior high or high school like the walk in between classes was all outside like oh, they yeah. are yeah my high school was like a prison oh, it was yeah. all inside Can't and you leave. couldn't leave no yeah and they're just walking out in the sun like amazing yeah yeah and it's I like. I always wanted to go to school in California because my friend <laughs> um, Matt from childhood, R.I.P. Matt, and 
he would talk about like, yeah, you walk outside in between classes and you just hang out outside before your next class. I'm like, whoa. You get so- yard time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty soon that's what schools are going to yeah. want to be fenced and guards and that's a different story. But yeah. Um, yeah, so when they knock the diorama in the hands, when L is upset she tries to do her yelling hand thingy and she screams and nothing happens everybody starts laughing at her and yeah it's just like oh yeah real bad bad look for 11 there she's like "Ah!" they're like what the (laughs) yeah this is weirdo um poor thing she's she's having a hard time yeah then we go back to hawkins right i mean we see a lot of changes some things stay the same, th- some things change. Yep. Uh, Lucas is a uh, freshman on the varsity basketball team. Yep, riding that bench. Yeah, riding the bench. We got get introduced to a bunch of new characters in the Hawkins, the Hawkins Arena. Oh, yeah, which I love how... The captain of the team just gets the microphone and just starts leading the whole school. And yeah, did you ever go to a pep rally in high school? Yeah. Okay. Didn't feel like that. I don't even remember going to any pep rally. Yeah. I mean, it definitely didn't feel like that. I mean, I don't think any like when I was in high school, I don't think any of the sports were like good. Or we had great rivalries that we were yeah. like, yeah, we're gonna go kill state, and it's like, yeah, no, I never had that. So it's like. Captain of the team never got up there. It was like, we got to believe. Like, the fire, everybody died. Like, it was so... Yeah. I mean, I I guess it was kind of a setup to also to introduce those characters, like yeah. the basketball team and then the... Cheerleader. Chrissy, the yeah. cheerleader, uh, who becomes central in this, this episode as well. Yeah. And... Yeah, I, I the pepperoni was odd for me because I don't think I ever went to one. And but we see, I mean, Mike and uh, Dustin are, and Max are sitting together. Yeah, and Lucas is on the basketball team at the pepperoni. Yeah, there's a fracture. The, Their group is fractured now. He's on yeah. the basketball team. He's hanging out with a cool crowd. Yeah, and meanwhile, like Mike and Dusty. Just playing their Dungeons and Dragons stuff still. Well, now they've joined a new club. The Hellfire Club, which is the title of the episode. Oh, yeah, it's the title. I didn't yeah. even pay attention to Which that. is great. But, yeah, we see Robin and... Is Steve at the pep rally? Yeah. He, <laughs> he's graduated, yeah. right? Like, I Steve? I think so. Because Robin's in the band. Yeah. Robin, I'm so thrown off by it, the whole like Steve, who's still like, in school. Yeah, Steve graduated because at the pep rally he's with some blonde chick, and yeah. she's like, "Can you believe that they made it to state after you graduate?" Because you remember, graduate. he, him yeah, and he Billy the were the basketball team. team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Billy's just like Billy's going ham on uh, <laughs> Steve and basketball yeah. practice in season three. Yeah. He's like, "Get out of my way, son!" He's like, I'm from California. Yeah. It, it's just, um, yeah, so Steve's going to a high school pep rally with a girl that's still in high school. Well, you know, famous alumni, you know, for yeah. Hawkins, get to go. But and Nancy's there with, like, her reporter. 
intern. I don't know what he is. He's Fred. Got the, got the classic 80s glasses and, yeah. But, yeah, they're there talking, and, and then we see, like, Robin's got, like, a crush on her, like, co-band member. Yeah. And, uh, oh, then some girl gets up to give, like, uh. Well, at the basketball, at the championship oh, yeah, game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The girl that Robin and Steve talk about in season three who Robin had a crush on when Steve they're sitting in the bathroom and Steve's like telling her like yeah, yeah I like you and she's like well I'm, I'm a lesbian yeah, <laughs> I yeah. like this girl who went to Nashville <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she comes back and then Steve's like oh that girl's a horrible voice and yeah. you hear her singing the national anthem Sounds at like the yeah. state championship game <laughs> yeah. and it's horrible and they're looking at each other and they're like saying stuff and Robin's like or Steve's like, I told you, or yeah. something. Yeah. But yeah, it's we, we get a good introduction to Eddie, who we didn't talk about, who's the leader of the Hellfire Club. Yeah. And the rest of the Hellfire Club. It's kind of like, it's a more, maybe, I guess, high school version of the For Dungeons sure. & Dragons. Yeah. And kind of the conflict in the episode comes where Lucas, who makes it to the state championship basketball game, is... The game's on the same night, and apparently the state championship is taking place in their gym. Yeah. Um, and the Hellfire Club is doing their Dungeon Dragon in the school at nighttime. What but, do you mean the, the game is tomorrow night? Well, it's a tournament. If you yeah. win one game, you play the next day. He's like, <laughs> Max is oh. explaining to them how sports works. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I totally forgot that like Max and, and Lucas like had a thing. Yeah, and you and see they had grown three. apart. Lucas yeah. waves to her at the pep rally, and she just turns her head. Just and go to hell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that, though, but I guess, I mean, they're still growing. I I mean, she's still grieving from Billy totally. is what, totally. what it is. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a good setup. We learn. We start to see the splintering. Lucas, you know, no one goes to his game. Lucas was planning to meet up with him afterwards and he kind of sees them all coming at a hellfire club and, and happy and, um, just super like he decides to go with the basketball team because he's like, well, they're happy doing their thing, but yeah, it's a new crowd. Yeah. Sticking with the fun times. Yeah. Cause they like won the basketball tournament, right? They, the state. Yeah. They yeah. Won. Lucas made the final shot. So he became yeah. the hero. Yeah. So he be- he's like, so now they're living yeah. the glory. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, we have uh, Chrissy, the new character cheerleader. Yep. She's not feeling well, as we see. She's trying to buy drugs from Eddie this episode. And yeah. we see her after the game go to Eddie's house. And she wants some special K. She wants some hard stuff from him. Yeah. She, she's not feeling good. Yeah. No. She's, she's having visions and headaches and. You could tell she. I think she plays a really. Yeah. I heard she's in something else, and they're calling her maybe the new screen queen of horror. Interesting. Uh, but she does a really good job in this episode. But Eddie's going to get the drugs, and he comes back, and she's standing there in the room with her eyes flickering, and then you see her go into um, the upside down, basically, yep. right? Yep. And that's where we get our first look right we get our first look in this episode of um the new big bad vecna vecna yeah did they call it vecna yet 
Well, not yet, right? Because yeah. they don't have a theory, but that's yeah. what he becomes ultimately. Yeah. Because every big bad in Stranger Things is named after a Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Anti uh, villain. Yeah. So to speak. So yeah, we get our first glimpse of of what happens when somebody gets added. and it's yeah. like gruesome. She gets like arms no, and ankles broken and all of that. This shit. is where it changes. We get a yeah. horror. We we become a horror show now. Yeah. Yeah. It cho- like she gets. And there's an actually it happens in I think Nightmare on Elm Street one of the things, not in every death but she gets basically pushed up to the ceiling, and yeah. all of her limbs broken, and Eddie's watching this right. Yeah. We also get the introduction of the grandfather clock in this, right? And right. so you know that'll be an important key going forward. Yeah, she's in like in the upside down, and then like yeah. the big bad, like. And you hear the clock ticking and the... Puts yeah. his claws in her and then that's when she like levitates yeah. and then she just starts snapping and like her jaw like snaps. There's just like... Or the, and the eyes get sucked in. Yeah, it doesn't sucked inward. Yeah, so gruesome. But yeah, I liked Eddie's character. He just like dialed it up. He just started, yeah. he was just like... Ah! Like he just started freaking out. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. But yeah, that's like... Our, it's our first kill of the ep- of the season and yeah. it's super crazy and different from the rest of the show and how people die. Yeah. Um... But, you know, we also get to see that there's a hint that Hopper is still alive. Now, we know that from yeah. the end of season three, there's a little teaser that there's somebody's in Russia. And they're like, oh, American. not the American. Yeah. yeah. And she gets like this package with a Russian doll in it with like the hammer and the, hammer the, the, the moon looking thing yeah. or whatever they say. It's like the sickle or. She calls Murray, right? Yeah. Which I oh, love Murray Bauman. Yeah. Murray and has become a great character. Like, so funny. He's very, used very little and then. This season, yeah. he's become a main character, which has been great. Oh, I love yeah. Brett Gelman. Oh, dude, Nancy and Jonathan stay over at his place and, like, breakfast the next day. They yeah. have, like, all this sexual tension. Yeah. And breakfast the next day, he's like, how was the pullout? Yeah. I mean, the sofa. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so funny, man. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm glad they, like, made he's him He's a more professional fun. comedian, yeah. basically. He's so hilarious. But, yeah, we get the uh, – Joyce gets a package, and it's a doll, and she calls Murray, and – he goes through this elaborate ruse of how to open it up. Like, <laughs> yeah. instead, like, I just hit it with the hammer. But I guess he's thinking it could be a bomb in there. Right. So, yeah. lifting a paint can, like, with rope and yeah. standing back. And yeah. he drops it. And she's like, he's like, what happened? What happened? He's like, oh, yelling over the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we find um, a phone number in there. Yep. Right? And it leads to them calling the number. And we hear, well, because what's in the pack, it, um, wasn't in the uh, did it say hop still alive too? Yeah, it was like the, a it was a kidnap note with yeah um, uh, magazine letters and shit cut yeah, out of it yeah. saying like Hopper's alive. Yeah, something something call. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to make out because it's like Russian and English. Yeah, and attempted s- translation. Yeah, so they see. I mean, it triggers because it mentioned Enzo's because she stood him up on a date to Enzo's yep. from in season three. Yep. But we find out Enzo is a Russian prison guard that is helping Hopper. So yeah. what's we kind of recapped one just to get a baseline. And yeah. We're going to kind of breeze through, not breeze through now, but go through the different locations yeah. of this season and just go through that story-wise. But we, yeah. we go to Russia, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this is... Hopper's alive. So there's three main locations in this season: Pretty Russia, much. California, and Lenora Hills. Yep. 
uh, generic California town in Hawkins, Indiana. Yeah. So they explain we, how Hopper survives. They explain how Hopper survives, which, which was he conveniently just like easy. Just like gets out of the way of the explosion and falls down to the ground. Like, but then yeah. Joyce. Joyce and Murray, when that happens in season three, just run out. They don't even go check, right? And yeah. and the Russians come back in and find Hopper laying on the ground. So it's not even yeah. Um, like I thought maybe he'd get blown through the portal and then like all the way to the Russia side. I or, think that's what we all thought. Yeah. yeah, was like oh he like went through and then it just so happens when the portal closed he like made it all the way through Russia or, or yeah. into the upside down and the Russians are like controlling the upside down. Yeah, that's what we all thought. Anyways. Yeah. Conveniently, he's been taken prisoner. Now he's working in, like, Siberia. Yeah. And just hammering away at a rail rail line. Yeah, he's in this prison. He's getting help from Enzo. They're trying to get him out. He's working on the building a, a, a railroad for some reason. And we get to see one of the probably scenes that I didn't I don't really like but where he gets the guy behind him to hit him oh, in the ankle with dude. the sledgehammer. The, the guy's like, I'm gonna break your ankle and he's like, just do it. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Hopper's doing it to get the be able to squeeze out of the make his foot like a meat meat puppet so he yeah. can wriggle the leg shacklings out of it. Yeah. So he can run away. So they Enzo's plan, there's this Yuri a guy named Yuri that smuggles all this stuff from Alaska. So the Enzo arranges for Yuri. If, if Joyce and them pay a $40,000, they'll get um, Hopper back to the U.S. And Enzo's working with this pilot, Yuri, who brings back Jeff Peanut Butter, which was bad timing since Jeff was recalled recently. And I looked, and I had the I. Did you really? I had one that was completely eaten. I, it had, <laughs> there's this like a little bit left, like maybe a half an inch left in the jar. Yeah. And it was one of the lots that oh. they had. But I lived, so you I mean, yeah. I guess my stomach can handle it. But yeah. Um, but anyway, they we get to meet Yuri, which was a character as well. But you know, Joyce and this is where Joyce and. Um, Murray. Yeah. Murray make this elaborate uh, business trip up to see the Britannicas. Which is hilarious because, like, the kids show up and Murray is like, hey, it's your Uncle Murray. You know, I just yeah. happened to be in town and thought, you know, I know it's in California. Yeah. The buyers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they can, Murray knows where they're all at, but the government who's trying to find Eleven has no idea. Yeah. So, I mean, Murray is like a super. Well, he's a black belt in karate, so I yeah. think he can. That was also oh, a great so. additions episode because he just kicks everybody's ass. Yeah. Like I've with, never fought like in in like yeah. the real world before, <laughs> so I'm a little nervous. Like yeah. But as you imagine, the plans with uh, Yuri goes wrong. Um, you know, they're basically he takes Enzo or takes some money and he's going to turn them into the Russian officials, yeah. but. They so you make more money off of turning everybody in, yeah. Than just helping. Yeah, he turns. Yeah, yeah, he turns in the Joyce and first plan to turn in Joyce and Murray, and then turn in Enzo. Yep, because he'll make more money. But yep. in mid-flight, is a uh, <laughs> Murray shows his uh, 
his black belt skills, <laughs> yeah. and it, it it pays off later on too. He's this karate karate master. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, then we get you know some really good interaction. Or that when Hopper, um, you know, Hopper initially makes it out of the camp. He gets his foot out of there and um somehow he runs or he hops on the he escapes yeah he kills that guard because he broke his shovel yeah and then like blows up the the shack blows up the shack and then gets on the snowmobile and like rides off and they're like we can't let him make it to the tree line and he he goes up to the tree line they're like oh darn like i guess we stopped looking now yeah you know um, but then he finds a church safe house where they have all the food, uh, all the smuggled stuff from from Yuri. But since Yuri's turning them in, basically, it um, it's not they, it's not for long. Yeah. yeah, they know where to find him. So even before he kind of he gets settled in a little bit, and you know his foot hasn't fallen off, which you probably would have frostbite Dude, and stuff. Yeah. Right? It, I was thinking that like he's. I don't know how long he's riding yeah. and running in the snow. Because he doesn't take the snowmobile into town. Yeah. He, like, gets off and, like, runs into town. It's like, yeah, he's losing, like, all of his toes. Yeah. No shoes. Yeah. But, yeah, he makes it into town and then he gets busted. Right. They bring him back and now Enzo's in prison with him, basically. And yeah. uh, you see Joyce and I love it where Murray now is pretending to be Enzo. Oh, and, to, I mean, that pretend to be Yuri. Yuri. Yeah, yeah. And shaved his beard. Shaved his beard. Yeah. He's like, it's smiling. <laughs> He's got his mustache. <laughs> yeah. And they're they're coming to the, they're like, hey, let's hatch this plan. Let's go to the prison that no one will be able to get out of. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, they've crashed the plane and they've told Yuri, like, we're going to leave you here. Like, bears in Russia are a thing. Yeah. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. I'll tell you where. And so, yeah, they, like, use him to get into the prison with Joyce and using him to pretend to be Murray. Gagged, of course, so that yeah. you can't say anything. But make it all the way into the prison. And meanwhile, Hopper is, like, <laughs> giving his last meal with everybody. Yeah, that was the interesting part. I was... um they kind of realize it, or he realizes it pretty quick. Like everybody's all excited, and he's like, "Wait, yeah, we're all being fattened up like a couple of calves." Yeah, yeah. And so he, yeah, he like falls, like pretending to be drunk, I guess, like or just yeah. so weak. And I was like, "Oh yeah, he's up to something." And like, see, that was a good catch by you. I didn't. I yeah. was like, "Man, he just found that Russian vodka, and he's toasted, but- wasted off of." One swig, yeah. Yeah, he fell off the table and was down there for a while, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's up to something. So, obviously stashing the, the, the vodka and then tells everybody, like, yeah, eat up. Like, we're all going to die tomorrow. And because he recognizes that they're talking about the Demogorgon. Yeah. And so, they and the, so meanwhile, like, Joyce and Murray are making their way to the prison, and they make it just in time when they're about to fight the Demogorgon. Yeah. Like, great timing. Great timing. And then that's when, you know, they're given their weapons and um, Hopper and, and, and um, Jack and Hagar are, like, going going to town on this, like, creature. Yeah. And uh, Joyce at Murray, oh, yeah, like, the, the warden is like, you're not Yuri. 
I was told yeah. Yuri had a screw loose. Yeah. You have many screws yeah. loose. And he's like, ah, <laughs> so funny. He plays so good. Yeah. It, yeah. it plays that character great in that role as, as pretending to be Yuri, yeah. like, fabulous. One of my nitpicks, though, is, like, he's, like, super paranoid Murray and, like, non-trusting of Russian people. And yeah. yet he, like, goes to Alaska and drinks something from this Yuri guy who's Russian. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, they're just like, he's like, you want some coffee? We'll keep you warm. Yeah. You know, and they're like, okay. Come on, Murray. You're all biz. We're just here to drop the money off to get Hopper. And we're yeah. going to wait in town. But no, no, no. You're going to gonna stick around for a cup of chips. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little, how, especially how you learn when... When both Nancy and Jonathan yeah. show up, and Hopper and the Russian scientist guy, uh, and Joyce show up at his place, the, he's got cameras outside. He's not letting anybody in without verification. I mean, he's just it, yeah, he just gets duped by the the coffee. Even in Gladiator, Russell Crowe the the guy drinks his some of his food to make sure it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even they recognize that stuff back then. I mean, come on, but yeah, the you know going back to Russia and they're in the prison and the how did how are the Russians storing the demi gorgon? You know, because. Is there? Do they have this big elaborate thing, and they just drop food down, or they release them in here, and the demigorgon can't climb up the wall? It's like or, a, it's like just a simple barbed wire like fence. Yeah, like, it's, it's like Jurassic Park with the Velociraptor pit. Like yeah, <laughs> and, and just yeah. So yeah, where they they start to fight the demigorgon that gets released, and obviously he just starts like hammering on shreds and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and Hopper can't get the lighter light uh, yeah you know eventually it's basically him and ends up being him and Enzo left which I love and, because it's like Hopper just like managed to pull it off the guard like the night before yeah. it's like dude how long were you like playing with this thing that it's almost out of fluid that you're just like trying to get it to go it's like, yeah come on man well he's like all night where they're planning he's like <laughs> yeah. doing the thing with the zippo like Gotta you're practice. flicking it and yeah you practice like flicking it to start it at the <laughs> yeah. same time yeah. and it runs out of lighter fluid like yeah. i mean you should be able to shake it in here it it could be just because it's cold. Maybe it's a Maybe. windy night. I yeah, don't know. Sure. It's Russia. Yeah. Zippo's not rated for sub-zero temperatures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then Joyce and uh, Joyce and Murray um, pull one over on the warden, and they go into the control room, and they're able to open as Hopper gets it lighted and or lit and yep. fend off the Demigorgon for a bit. They get into an open door and get it shut before the Demogorgon uh, kills them. And then he has a, he reunites with um, Joyce. Joyce. Yeah. yeah. Is that the last time? So I was listening to another podcast and I swear they were talking about like they were heading back or to the U S but is the last part where we see him with Joyce like hugging and then, that's the last thing I remember of the That's Russia. the last thing I remember of seeing Hopper, Joyce, and Dimitri, Enzo, yeah. and Murray. That's the last I remember seeing them for the rest of the show. Yeah. And that was probably right. like episode three. No, no. It was uh, it was, was it in, early? No, it was in seven. Was it in seven? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, I, 
when I was rewatching Seven today, I was fast forwarding to that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the only reason that it was in Seven. Just the Demogorgon fight scene. Yeah. Um, is in Seven basically. Yeah, we don't know how they're gonna get back to the U.S. Like. Yeah. Well, and and I assume that there's still all these other guards and warden. So, you know, that'll be another thing. Is go through how do they get out? How do they get back to the U.S.? Because what it is, it's setting us up for getting everybody back to Hawkins, of right? Yes. So, you know, we knocked out Russia, California plot line. Yep. You have... Um, Mike comes to town. Mike's in town. Yep. Which is the longest spring break ever because he seems to be there for like three weeks. But yeah. this is all taking place in a matter of days, I guess, everything that's going on. But right. It feels a lot longer. But we talked a little bit about California... Um, you Eleven's know, getting beat up on, and they go to the roller rink, and then Eleven, like, this is, for me, where the show turned. Yeah. Because, like, it was early on, right, episode two, one or two, maybe, like, Eleven just, like, beats the shit out of, well, just hits her once, Angela, yeah. after she, like, bullies her in front of Mike with a roller skate, and, like, gives her a concussion. It, and goes to prison? Which they knew what concussions were back then. They were ahead of the game. They should have shared this with the NFL, I yeah, think. <laughs> I totally agree. Like like pre like PlayStation NFL street ball where they're just <laughs> beating the shit out of guys with chairs and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah, yeah. She has a she has she has a low grade concussion. She she could be really hurt. Like you guys know what that is? Yeah, it just seemed out of place. But yeah, so and, um And I guess I don't know the, all the ins and outs of the juvenile justice system. But she gets arrested and yep. is interrogated like she just committed 17 serial murders by two police officers. Did you mean to do it? Were you trying to kill her? Like, like what the fuck is going Like, yeah. This is like a 14-year-old girl that hit another girl with a skate. But they're interrogating her and arresting her. And then... Physically transporting her in a paddy wagon, um, like Jackie and I were both like, "Oh, cool!" Because we watch nothing but television, like police dramas, yeah. and it's like, "Oh, cool!" Interrogating a minor without a, a, an adult yeah, or an her attorney lawyer present or a yeah. parent. Yeah, I was like, I and, was like, foul. Yeah, yeah, the only one at the front, the only one that knows what's going on is the front desk lady. Is like, well, only the parent can be there to bear. But meanwhile, the freaking the. <laughs> She's getting interrogated by two police officers. None of that's going to be admissible in court. No. The, as soon as uh, as soon as she bails out and they get a lawyer in there, the case is going to get thrown yeah. out because... Well, the unfortunate part that you don't see is that Angela's dad is the L.A. County DA. No, that's, that's, that's why. Lenora, yeah. Lenora Hill's uh, <laughs> yeah. district attorney. Yeah. 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 Or it's Sherry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's the president of the yacht club. Like, she's going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> don't think there's any yachts in, in Lenora Hill's. They were a little inland empire, California. There, <laughs> yeah. It that's yeah. This is a tough part for me in a logical, yeah, criminal criminal show kind of way. Yeah, but she, she gets taken away. Yeah. Well, yeah. So this is another thing, and we we alluded to this at the beginning. Nobody, no, nobody, government can track her down until now she's in the system. Yeah. But she gets arrested as Jane Hopper. 
But now they're like, oh, wait. Now we know where she is? Where they could have known, like, hey, there's this mysterious girl living with the buyers. And now, like, what do you think they... The government was running, like, Jane Hopper through the... Through the what? Yeah, there's no fucking (laughs) criminal database at this time. Or no... Through the teletype? Yeah, yeah. they're sending telexes. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wires through, uh, uh, yeah, the Lenora County yeah. sent like a fax to like the FBI said <laughs> <laughs> with their picture, like, and Owens or somebody got a hold of it, Dr. Brennan. Brennan, like, like what's what's the type of uh message that you used to receive in the past where it was like, just wanted to say hi, stop. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what that but, is, but that's all I could think of was like. Jane Hopper found stop. Yeah. Lodora Hills, California stop. Like who's waiting for that message? Yeah. So amazingly they're like, they pick her up and then the feds. Now you have two government agencies. Yeah. That are competing. Yeah. And whatever Owens agency, it was the department of energy as they call it. Yeah. I don't know. That's the subcategory that his branch falls under. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the general guy who thinks she's like a weapon. Yeah. Who, is causing all of this. And then there's Owen, right? Yeah. The, the generals go to Owen's house. And I think that's how Owens gets kind of alerted yeah. maybe versus, um, whatever military branch that's like taking all the files and yeah. from his house. Um, so Owens has his team intercept her first while she's in the paddy wagon. Yeah. And basically in the dine, they go to a diner and, he convinces her to go back to uh, the like to a new lab in the middle of the desert. Uh, I guess it's in what Nevada or I think they're alluding to that it's somewhat close to like Area Fifty One. But it's the Nina Project or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and because yeah, we I mean we get the coordinates later on, and that's the whole Susie scene. We'll, we'll go through. There. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. But yeah, so they convince her to go through to um, to um, to this project. Yeah, yeah. Where she goes in there, and we'll we'll talk more about this when we talk about Hawkins and the lab. But yeah, she goes there, and Doctor Brenner's there, and he convinces her to stay. Um, Papa, Papa, so weird. I love all the backstory on the. Um, that's why I like seven as they relive the Hawkins yeah. events, but yeah. we'll go through that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not the Haw- the Hawkins laboratory event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, then the rest of the the buyers. The yeah, the rest of the buyers. We got you know we got Joyce and Murray in Russia. Now we just have we have Will and Mike and Jonathan and Argyle. Yeah, and Will man. Yeah, the feds are like watching the kids, and they're like, "God, we got to oh, babysit." One of the. Be- this scene, so yeah, they Owen sends people to protect yeah. the buyers and Mike, basically, because they know, they tell him, like, uh, they have 11 working on a secret project, uh, whatever, whatever they tell them. Yeah, they but, give her a note, they, it, she, like, wrote a note to Mike, yeah. and Mike read it, and she's like, I'm gonna go try to become a superhero yeah, or something. Like, yeah, like, from... Because remember, she's all upset that he stopped saying lo- uh, love oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he was just like from Mike, and uh, yeah. 
Love triangle, man, with him, L, and Will is going to be a tough one. It's going to be toughy. Um, but yeah, they send the the two government officials to babysit and watch and make sure the military doesn't come smoke them. Yeah. And one well, of the coolest shots. You, go ahead. You guys. Uh, were they watching anything? They were like one was like falling asleep watching something on TV. Yeah. Was it like a sports game or something? I forget. It was something that caught my attention, and now yeah. I can't remember I can't, what it was. I'm hoping it was like a Lakers game, and then I can go. We can go back and see which Lakers game it was. <laughs> yeah, it was a. No, it was a. 1986 finals with the Celtics and the Rockets. Because yeah, no. yeah. uh, I, I laugh because the rewatchables did that for Die Hard. Like, yeah. The guy uh, at the lobby was watching USC Notre Dame on Christmas Eve. And they're like, yeah, that's not how this works. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. No, that's a good question. I'll have to go back and yeah. watch. But this, this is like they do the filming of this scene mm-hmm. is I don't think they Filmed this way in any other episode of Stranger Things, but it it's kind of common in, in some other shows. But the oneer scene where the government uh, tactical team comes to try to kill everybody, and it's just like the one shot, or the the one camera scene following yeah, the like people through track. the house. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a great shot of them escaping. Um, the the SWAT tactical team coming through different doors, and the one, I mean, they smoked the black dude right away. Oh yeah, it, another trope of like eighties <laughs> horror movies yeah. is you see the black guy gets killed for first one killed. It's it's the trope of the time. Yep, and. He's like immediately shot. Like, yeah. How do you think it through the door? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you assume it's going to be Argyle with pizza, right? Because they're, yeah, they're like, all they, right, we got to call Argyle and get yeah. out of here, right? So yeah. they're like, okay, cool. And then and then they're like, who ordered pizza? And you're yeah. like, oh, it's Argyle, thank God. But yeah, then boom, like it's just fire. Like they open fire, and the people just start getting massacred. Yeah, and, and they make it out, and they do see Argyle. But yeah. But then this is another. This always happens in movies and TV shows. You know, they get an Argyle's van, and there's like the the tactical sniper right there. Yeah. And Argyle's he, like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and like in the time Argyle's like, "What the fuck?" Like they all would have been sniped in the head. Yeah. Like they're just like, "Yeah, huh?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." He's like running they, at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they take off and no one gets shot, yeah. right? It's but just, that's like leading up to that is like one of the funniest scenes where they call the pizza shop to order pizza and Argyle yeah. answers. So he's also a delivery and phone ta- like order taker, which is great. And then he's like, "Pineapple on pizza?" You say, "Try before you <laughs> deny." And it's just so funny because the guy is listening to it, going, "What the fuck yeah. is going on?" I I, I got upset during that scene because I vehement disagree that pineapple should ever be put on pizza. Oh, totally agree. But when it was California in the 80s, yeah. they're just doing rad things, yeah. but I would never try it. I'd, I'll never try it, and I'll continue to deny it. I have been vehemently like against pineapple on pie. Yeah. And unfortunately, the show has kind of made me soften on it. Just be like, okay, I want to try because our guy is hilarious. But yeah, for years, I have been vehemently like, I'm not putting pineapple on a pizza because it's disgusting. Yeah. It's a pie, dude. Like, yeah, I know you're you're pure, I'm a, you're purebred. Like, yeah. you only like cheese. Yeah, I mean, I'll do. <laughs> I mean, I'll eat pepperoni. Yeah, but it's white pizza. It's cheese pizza. 
I did this summer or last summer in New Jersey had a slice of uh, buffalo chicken pizza, oh, yeah. which was pretty pretty yeah, fantastic. That's pretty good. But it was in New Jersey on a big ass New Jersey slice. Well, Sapporo is the best. <laughs> you know the I'm famous just kidding, people. New York I'm just New York pizzeria. Yeah, Sapporo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. New York pizza joint. Yeah, I'm just kidding for those people. Who oh, are in New Jersey, Michael New Scott. Yeah, <laughs> was it in New York? He's like. Yeah. Oh, relative. It's, it's Sbarro, a Sbarro in yeah. like Times Square. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. Buffalo chicken pizza is pretty good. Man. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. Um, yeah, Argyle. They get out of their van. They they pull off into like they take one of the FBI guys with him who's been shot. Yeah, and they're just like, "What the fuck do we?" Do? And he's like bleeding out. Yeah, and they're just like, "Just keep putting pressure on it." Like, yeah, <laughs> blood squirting everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then you know we see them pull over and they're like digging a hole because he dies and yeah and argyle's like freaking out and it's like these kids that are in high school the other ones are like eh, this is like tuesday yeah. Like, yeah. like half our town was killed and yeah. it's if we don't talk like we kind of touched on season one like you know a couple people died in season three like freaking mind flare was like recruiting people and making them dead into yeah. their thing like parents and kids we don't even talk about that because they weren't like characters that you yeah they were had seen yeah. but yeah so they're they're just used to uh oh of course it was a fire yeah the fire yeah, the at the fire. mall yeah, yeah that killed everybody but yeah. they they're so used to death like from their little town in Indiana, that like they're like cool. Yeah. And Jonathan's like, "Hey, go smoke some weed in the van, like yeah. Argyle, and then like all your worries will go away." Argyle's biggest like tragedy during the day is people denying pineapple on pie. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he just, just saw some dude die <laughs> in the back of his van. He's gonna have to sell a van, but yeah, yeah, he just goes back to the van and like smokes. Yeah. And he's like, "You'll," he's like, "Jonathan's like, you'll be cool, man. Just go back there and smoke that that." Blue purple gush or whatever he calls it. Yeah, it was so funny. But so, what did they do directly after that? Do you remember? Oh um, well, the the agent before he died told him he was like, "There's a, somebody you can call. Give me my pen." Yeah, right. And then he dies, and they didn't get the number. And then they were like, "Oh wait, he was asking for a pen." Oh, because the number's inside the yeah inside the, pen. the yeah yeah the the shaft you know curled around the yeah. center on a piece of paper and. They try to call it, and it's like it's like a fax number, except it's more like War Games with Matthew Broderick, which nice reference to Matthew Broderick uh, to War Game. Yeah, great movie. By yeah, the way. love it. Yeah, and um, so they're like, "Oh man, who do we know can help us out with this?" Oh, so convenient that Salt Lake City is just a quick ride away, like three hours, however long it is. Yeah, and it's they it's Dusty's girlfriend Susie. Which is funny because they're like, who do we know in Salt Lake City? And they yeah. start singing uh, the Never Ending story. story. Still one of my favorite. That was at the end of season three, yeah. right? Where they're singing. Yeah. Uh, but I love it because Argyle is like, oh, man, that dude freaked me out when I watched it. No, that season movie. two. End of season two was, was, yeah, was uh, Never Ending Story. Two. Yeah. Well, one of those. But yeah. yeah. It's, it was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. So they have to like go to Salt Lake City to like meet up with Susie. Who helped Dusty change his grade in like the first episode? <laughs> I was rewatching that, and like she looks up at her statue of Jesus <laughs> yeah, that she has yeah. on her shelf. Yeah. 
But he's changing the grade. She's oh, changing the grade. And then she gets her computer. We find out she gets her computer taken away because she changed his grade. The yeah, like she, her she, the guilt her was too much yeah. for her. She had to tell her dad, which that household was overrun with kids, dude. Well, it didn't seem like a very religious house. We get there. It, yeah, we get. We go to the. Yeah. Go ahead. We're talking in Utah, man. Salt Lake City. Yeah, I was waiting for a crossover with um, Under with the Banner, Under of, the Banner of, yeah. of Heaven, which I also finished. Uh, I got to catch up on that. The finale came out Oh, did Thursday. it really? So it's all done? Okay, cool. All right, yeah. But it was good, wasn't it? Oof. Yeah, but it was rough. Hard, man. Yeah, that's, man. That's, but yeah, it's obviously, I think, I mean, we know that Susie's a Mormon in the show. Yeah, she's got to be right, yeah. But it's interesting to see. Oh, so we get... They go find Susie. They go to Susie's house because yeah. Dustin. No, no, no. It was not Dustin. That was who's who mentioned the war games thing. Was that um, Mike or Will? Was one of those two? Yeah, yeah. So they go to Susie's house. They drive to Utah and go to the house, and it's like it's like Thunderdome and that house, Dude, man. Like kids were in the like yard. war paint and. <laughs> And Kids got a, a bow and arrow with like yeah. suction cups on it. Hits Mike like right yeah. in the middle of the forehead and it <laughs> yeah. sticks, which was hilarious. Yeah, and then they like go into the house and there's a kid with a video camera and he's like giving direction to this girl on the floor who's like choking out with like fake blood on her neck. And he's yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's and just watching Under the Banner of Heaven in the. Mormon people were like completely different yeah. than this yeah. Mormon family. It was a Where's little. Where's the strange. mom in all of this? Yeah, we see the dad who apparently, when he took away Susie's computer, it he decided to start using it for work. Like, it's very very thinly veiled connection to why the computer is not in her room. Yeah. Um, but He's locked away in his office. Nobody's coming into dad's office. Yeah. And but the, so like the kids are just raising each other. Yeah, it's just yeah, as you said, Thunderdome, and there's like the older girl. Yeah, who's asking for help for suit from Susie. Yeah, but she's like out adjusting her antenna, and Argyle is just blown away by this like goth girl. He's, He's like, in What's love. Up? He's in love, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they talk to Susie, and they have to break into her dad's office, and they stage some elaborate distraction, yeah, yeah, and he gets pulled out, and. They access the network for this Nina project, I guess it is. Yeah. And they get the coordinates for where it's at. Yeah. And they, and she's like, do you got a pen? Can we write it down? She's like, yeah, let me just do that. And she like makes fun of him like sarcastically and like prints it out. And he's yeah. Like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. They print it out. Um, I was thinking there was something that we we missed on something, but I'll circle back to it. Cause I can't I, I, uh, remember on that, but well, I just find it hilarious that like they're running through the house and like when they run out with like the printed address, Susie's yeah. like with like three guys or it's like yeah, Mike, and they Will. run by the dad and the dad's like, doesn't even know to, or, no running in the house. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, sorry, dad. And it's just like, wait, who the fuck are these two guys? Like, yeah, they're like, the oldest people in here other than me. <laughs> like, yeah, it was so weird. But yeah, Argyle's in the back of his van smoking it up with Susie's sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was half expecting, like, her to go with him. Yeah. Yeah. So they, Not Susie, the sister, no, right? The sister, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Argyle is moving to Utah and becoming Mormon. I think so. Yeah. He's got a different view of what Mormon life is. And 
what apparently is reality in different parts of Utah. It's the Rub Springer version for Mormons. Just the <laughs> whole a, house is going it's insane. It's the one week of the year they can <laughs> spring they, break. <laughs> Rum, yes, that's their rum spring. Uh, their yeah. spring break, they can do that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, the next week it goes, like, Argyle comes back after it's all over, and she's, like, in some, like, floor-length gown and uh, pioneer, like, clothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Argyle's just got, uh, well, that's Amish, never mind. I yeah, I know, I'm like, we're going candy. in, we're mixing multi-religion <laughs> yeah. and cultural things. Yep. Uh, but... Yeah, so they now they that crew has the printed address of the Nina Project. We Which is got, where Eleven's at. Yeah, because yeah, the guy before he died told them to warn Nina, right? Which was the Nina Project. Yeah, but they don't know who that is or what it is. Yeah. So we got Russia wrapped up. Well, not wrapped up, but at a stopping point. We yeah. got the California kids heading to Eleven, and we got. A whole bunch of stuff going on in Hawkins. Yep. Um, we haven't even talked about the Creel House yet. Like, yeah. That's all Hawkins stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. Hawkins is a... Uh, it's the heavy end of the show. Yeah. But back in Hawkins, right? Because we've already talked about Russia and uh, California scene. Yeah. But back in Hawkins, we've got... Uh, who's left? Steve, Nancy, Dusty, uh, Eddie, our new buddy Eddie. Max. Max and Lucas. Yeah. And so... Robin. Yeah, Robin, right. Chrissy's, uh, Chrissy is dead, right? We we saw at the end of episode one, Eddie just, like, gets the hell out of town. And Max saw Chrissy, like, yeah. over at Eddie's. But we don't know exactly what's going on. And, and um, Nancy and Fred, the journalist, yeah. intern, whatever the fuck he, like, whatever her position is anyway, go to, like, check out the scene, what's going yeah. on. And then, like, Fred disappears. First off, yeah. shoddy police work. Oh, it's, it's terrible. Like, uh, no, sorry, we can't let Betty in. Oh, but, like, my, uh, we know someone who lives here, yeah. and we got to tell them about something. Yeah. yeah oh, it, just go. Uh, go on ahead. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes. Five yeah. minutes. Yeah. No, instead of, you know what, let me, I'll bring her out of here, and you guys can talk, and then you can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 go ahead. Yeah. So, Fred disappears, and, like, while Fred is gone, and we come to find out that, like, Fred is under the spell of Vecna. Fred apparently is a murderer as well. Like, accidentally <laughs> killed yeah, somebody. Yeah, a car accident. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, they, like, pull up to the trailer park. Yeah. And the officer is, like, talking to Nancy. And then he's, like, in the upside down, like, he's talking through the officer to, to Fred. And he's, like, I, I know what you did. And Fred's, like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so Nancy, while Fred wanders off, um, is talking to Eddie's dad. Yeah. And Eddie's dad tells him about Victor Creel, and we kind of get the flashback to the Creel house and how they pinned everything on Victor for the death of his family, his wife getting killed, just like everybody else has to date with broken everything and job. Yeah. Uh, like Chrissy. And then his son, uh, his, his daughter dies, and his son almost dies, but like goes into a coma. And he wakes up and has no idea what's going on and is, like, charged and convicted and lives living in, like, an insane asylum. And that's when, like, I think it goes back to Fred walking in the woods and he sees the clock. Yeah. But it's, like. It's a coffin. It's in a coffin. Yeah. yeah. And he, like, sees, like, the accident on the freeway where he, like, accidentally killed people and then he gets killed. Well, yeah, he comes out and ends up 
you know, we it shows him like falling into yeah, you know, and this all in oh, his yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he somehow ends up on the freeway, and then yeah. when he's cornered by Vecna in the kind of in the yeah grave pit that yeah. he fell into, right? There's like a tunnel. Yeah, and Vecna's there, and he puts the hand on, sucks his brain out. Yeah, yeah, and we see him go up in the air and and break in many oh, places. Yeah. Yeah, quite gruesome. Which I love in this, but yeah, but then like he disappears right, and then Nancy like realizes at some point, and she's yeah. like, "Have you have you guys seen Fred?" And the yeah. officer's like, "I don't know who that is, lady." Well, and he's like, "Now we got a the police are like, now we got a situation." Yeah, You're like we got another situation. Yeah, <laughs> and so bad police work. Yeah, but yeah, so Stephen and Robin are working at the video store, which is hilarious. <laughs> They're talking about how. Robin can't like finds love, but can't figure out how to put herself out there. But yeah. Steve puts himself out there and can't find like true yeah. love. Like yeah, poor all, thing. He's just getting casual and he's all upset. You know, as a high school kid or yeah. just out a college kid. Well, community he's not college, college giving it the old community college try. <laughs> Is he even going? To, I don't think he was going to college. Probably right. not. But um, yeah, and they, you know, so now everybody's looking for Eddie. The police's theory said Eddie did. Yeah, they've pinned it all on him, right? And Chrissy's boyfriend is just starting his own little lynch mob. That, I don't even, like, that whole subplot of the basketball team trying to track down Eddie. I mean, they get questioned. Basically, they all party at some shithole. Yeah, after the thing and the police track them down, they... Start questioning like when's the last time you talked? His boyfriend Jason, the basketball captain, yeah. asking him when's the last time you talked to her and all this and and <clears throat> then they basically he figures out that she's dead and that was like in Eddie's trailer and they're suspecting Eddie and so like they're starting like a lynch mob kind of. He's a part of this demon. Dungeons yeah. and Dragons Club where they sacrifice people. Yeah, it goes into the whole like eighties, eighties <laughs> yeah. kind of eighties, um, nineties kind of anything that was not like very mainstream. Mainstream Christian yeah. was like devil worshiping. Yeah, and so yeah, Satanic Panic they called it. Yeah. I don't remember much of that. I, have you ever played Dungeon Dungeons and Dragons? No, and they came up with Jackie asked me the same thing. Never played it. Never got into it. Just wasn't my scene. It was same. way before my time, really. Yeah, I don't remember it being. I mean, I I, I don't even remember it being a thing, really. And maybe it was just my group of friends, but we. I mean, we did everything else. We rode bikes, We but we played, like, wiffle ball, and sure, we had a yeah. pool, and we, yeah. did, we spent all the time outside, and when we came in, we played Nintendo. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was... Yeah. We played video games once they came out, but... And, like, the big thing for me, like, when I was a kid, it was... That was when, like, <laughs> the age of card games took off. Like, yeah. Pokemon, Magic okay. the Gathering, all of that stuff was, like, taken off yeah. when I was old enough to play games. Yeah. And that's what it was for me. It was okay. all no RPG-type stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, Robin and, and Steve, so they're trying to find Eddie, right? Yeah. Nobody can figure it out, and the little lynch mob is going. And so they figure, they go talk to Robin and Steve at the video store. They're like, oh, I got a great way to find out, because his name is like Rick. Well, they, 
Well, they find out that he gets his uh, it's gets supply. his drug supply from Reefer Rick. Reefer Rick, great. So they they said, "Oh, well, it's the it's the eighties, so he must have a video rental membership because yeah. everybody did." Thank God, it's and, the only video rental store in Hawkins. Yeah, apparently the only one in Hawkins. Yeah, and they find like twelve Ricks. Yeah, and they look at the history of the movies, and it's like. It has to be the one with that watch, like was Cheech it and Days of, not Days and Confused? That kind of like, Cheech and Chong, yeah. Cheech and Chong, Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah. So it was all like quote unquote like stoner movies. Stoner movies, yeah. And so they and it's a little bit of a stretch, but it found for Rick. They go into the boathouse and or the shed, and Steve's just poking this thing with an oar. <laughs> it's covered by the tarp, and it ends up being Eddie. Yeah, and uh, you know he's a little freaked out that um, because every, he what he saw. I think he's more freaked out of what he saw, and then they pretty much now know that er, that everybody's looking for him. They kind and, of put it together right because with what Eddie described it as, yeah. they're like, okay, yeah, like. We've seen this before yeah, to some the, degree. He's like, you guys aren't going to believe me. And they're like, motherfucker, we've, yeah. we've seen us. it all. Yeah. 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 One of our friends had like like a little piece of the upside down come out of him in one episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, you know, like he was in the upside down for like. He threw up a whole, slug. Okay. We've yeah. seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, we get it. We we know. That's the uh, the upside down is, and so. Yeah, that's when they kind of explain, like, uh, that there's somebody running the upside down and that they as- describe this big bad as being able to use curses yeah. and, like, spells to, like, trap these people. Well, and that's where they call them, start, they say, oh, like, Vecna, Vecna or whatever yeah. from Dungeon. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, he's like a spellcaster or something like that, right? Yeah. So that's where they get the alignment with Vecna, with this person. But I like how they describe him as, like, if, what was it, the Mind Flayer or the Demogorgon, whichever one was the the dog thing, right? The, yeah, the demo, Demodogs and Demogorgons. Yeah. And, and then... They're like the foot soldier. Yeah. And... Yeah, they're the foot soldiers, and Vecna, Vecna is a five-star general. Yeah. So I like that comparison. I want more of understanding of how the upside down works. And we, yeah, when we talk about when we do our theories and and um, speculation podcasts, we'll get more into that because I have a lot of questions around and theories of like who's actually in charge of the upside down, who started the upside down for sure. As we get through here, yeah. But yeah, it's it'll it'll be interesting. Um, But Eddie's just this cool kid caught up in. What'd you call it? The satanic scare? <laughs> the satanic panic, baby. The satanic panic. He's just this cool kid who likes to listen to Ozzy and yeah, wear a it, jean jacket and, and he's I got think, the long hair. I think that's always the interesting part of counterculture through the years yeah. is that, I mean, you have it, the hippies in the 60s yeah. and then, um, you know, you have this kind of like rock and roll where they became like the devil worship, but it was, you know, Long hair, rock and roll, like Which, Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne. Steve has the best hair in the show. Followed quickly by, in my opinion, Eddie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve's Love a hair Harrington. Yeah. Eddie. And then Eddie Wor- with his fucking hair. So, is amazing. worst hair in the show. Oh. Oh, you talking about kid and play? No. <laughs> Lucas. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, Lucas has kid and play hair. <laughs> th- so, there was some debate of that. 
I love Lucas hair, by the way. It's amazing. And, yeah. And did he was did he start the because it was a little early for the high top fade? It was. Did he start the high top fade trend back in the eighties? I think he did. His kid and play came like early nineties. Yeah. So um he, you know, he, he was, kicked off the high top fade. He bought but stock early in high top fade. Him and Steve the Hare and Eddie, those are my three favorite. Who's your worst hair? I'll give you mine. Oh, it's gotta be it's gotta be Will. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Will terrible. who's Will who's still sporting the bowl, the the bowl, the eighties bowl is like a full grown adult, like yeah. looking now oh, as so bad. <laughs> even though he's a freshman in high school. Yeah. And then and then Mike's hair right behind it. Yeah, his hair looks better than it in season three and four. Like he yeah. he he looks like he should be in California with the yeah. rest of the guys yeah. more than Indiana, yeah. but. I would um, give Argyle props for his hair. He's just not doing anything with it. It's yeah. just long, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. But Eddie's hair for me is just yeah. Hey, he, 80s he big fits hair. the mo- yeah the yeah. '80s big hair yeah. motif, hair metal shit. Yeah, yeah. That's, and I I'm think all about it. and all these counterculture ideas get misunderstood and misconstrued as because they're they're counterculture. They're anti um, like norm or yeah. anti-societal yeah yeah but Going so people get scared yeah. like the whole satanic panic and the whole like when rap music became popular in the 90s and they were putting the labels on everything and trying to get it it's interesting how things get picked to look at as being bad or wrong yeah. or Whatever. Negative, so negative on society. He fits yeah. the bill because he's not. He's the anti queen cut, yeah. white basketball player yeah. guy who's like talking about the pep rally, thoughts and prayers for like the the dead that was killed in the yeah. fire. Now let's go win state. Yeah, and this guy's just like it was in a trailer and uh, Eddie's the only know. kid in town who does drugs. Yeah, he's that only was, yeah. That was even the though push. he's selling and probably told the poverty. <laughs> this is like this is high school and you know, like in yeah. every suburban America is like oh that that druggie over there while they're yeah. selling your kids the uh, yeah the cocaine and the well whatever they're doing nowadays. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, it's it, you got to find the boogeyman and and he immediately became the boogeyman easily. And, yeah, I mean and obviously they found a dead girl in his trailer. Yeah. It, it, it puts the spotlight on you. Yeah. But, and he can't stick around and say, this is what happened no, because yeah. they'll never believe him. Yeah. But, yeah, he's had some run ins with the law, no doubt. Yeah. Prior to that. Yeah. But he's like, I mean, you see his conversations with Chrissy and then the rest of the team. Like, Such a nice guy. Nice guy. Just uh, totally misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you first see him, you think, like, oh, this guy could be intimidating. Kind of like, you kind of get the Billy vibe from him. Like he's yeah. kind of an asshole because when he's like, the, he tells the kids that he has to find somebody to take Lucas's yeah. place. Yeah. He's a little intimidating, but, like, he's just the senior in high school. Like, yeah. Who's, well, who's come back to high yeah, school like a couple a of times. he's, like, a three-year senior or something. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's like he just comes off as intimidating, and then you see, like, he's this nice guy. Yeah. It's just totally misunderstood, and it's just like. Well, and you play, maybe, you play into the part a little bit. Whenever yeah. Yeah. people think you're this, and yeah. you can. I'm going to thumb my nose. Yeah. 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 And I think he does that well, and I think it's a good character. I really like the inclusion of, of him into the group. I think that Definitely. works seamlessly, yeah. you know? I you had to have somebody balance out Steve. <laughs> well, and you get some scenes later on where they're like, they're having Steve and Eddie are having a moment. And yeah. it's it's nice to see, you know, when you see the pretty boy um, 
and and the outcast guy come together and like, hey, we're not so different, basically. Like Steve is just Ferris Bueller in this show. He's just I, hanging out with all the geeks and the and the dorks and the, the dweebs, dweebs, the the, <laughs> the jocks, the, <laughs> just a righteous dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, well, he just didn't start off that way in the first no, season. No. He was the he was kind of the bully, the yeah. the prick, and all that. But yeah, he's really coming to he's the town babysitter. And <laughs> even though the kids don't need babysitting now, he's still babysitting in this yeah. season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so now you know they're trying. Um, I'm sure I'm going to skip a bunch of things here talking, but they're, they go through in their, you know, we have the basketball players trying to hunt down and, and Lucas, you know, goes with them initially and, and, and actually leads them to Hopper's old cabin and throws them off and, and runs from them and joins up with the rest of the, his normal group. So, and then we see the. I think Patrick is his name. The other, uh, the basketball player who also yeah. encounters the the clocks. And I think one of the themes, and and we we didn't talk about it, but Max they they steal the keys from the therapist and break into. Yeah. So the therapist is actually talking to Chrissy and Max, like the school counselor, and we see Chrissy coming out of the office, and Max goes to her, and we realize that all the the people that are dying are have gone to this counselor. So yeah. like somehow Vecna is picking up that these people are having trauma trauma. Yeah. yeah. He's feeding off the trauma and we find that Max is going in there and we start to see that Max has some of the same symptoms that the rest of these people, uh, Patrick, the other basketball player encounters the clock and gets his gruesome death as well. But we see Max, have a a a dream yeah or and, and spell you yeah. see the clock in the school cool, right yeah uh, the grandfather clock right and he vecna's like your time is near and yeah. she starts doing the math like chrissy saw it like yeah. seven days ago and then uh fred saw it like six days ago and, and it started for five days ago or something like that yeah, yeah. So, so she knows she has a little time left and max didn't know she was that as pragmatic as she is. She starts to write like death notes, yeah. like telling everybody, <laughs> like yeah. she's writing letters to everybody and um, giving them to people. And one of the coolest scenes, which we saw in the trailer as well, is we go, they, they know that Max's time is up and they're driving in the car and she wants to deliver a, um, note to billy's grave yep which it says william on there i remember in the trailer one scene says william one says billy so i don't know if something changes like maybe in the the final two in july could be but we see that um they go out to the grave and it's just her out there initially and she starts to have the vecna freak out and Steve is growing impatient. Yep. Because apparently he has to go somewhere. I don't know. He's like, that's it. That's enough time. I gave her I gave her I gave her twelve minutes. It's, yeah. we gotta get out of here. Yeah. And he goes and he sees her like doing the eye fluttering. And we see I love everybody's first reaction when they're like in that trance is they like clap in their face. Yeah. They're like 
Hello? Yeah. Hey. Are you there? Yeah. Like, yeah, like that'll bring him back. Yeah. yeah. It's just hey. a concussion. No way. It's just football. It was just a tackle. Just, yeah. yeah. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, so everybody comes out and then we see like, um, like, do you, how did they figure out that music was to break you out of the... Well, so while this is going is down, right? Nancy and them are at the... Nancy and Robin go to the... To the uh, library? Mental institution. Oh, the mental... Yeah, well, oh, they go to the library. No, the, but the yeah. Men, yeah, they go to the mental institution, That's for, or the library. Yep. They comb through all the microfiche. And, so funny. And you could tell Nancy's annoyed with Robin <laughs> yeah. like the whole time. Yep. I think she'd rather be with Steve and also not an annoying person that won't stop talking. But, yeah, and then they go through the scam where they go to the mental institution. They talk to Victor Creel. And we get a little bit of the backstory of the Creel house. And with um, we could do a whole separate episode of Creel But, you know, when they moved in and then... They started the, seeing mutilated animals. Yeah. And all, then the dad thinks it's like somebody like fucking around with his family. Yeah. And which I love how the guy who plays Victor Creel in the in the fifties is uh, Sam from Ozark. Who oh, ran yeah. the lickety splits and then the lazy O. Yeah. Yeah. So and then Victor up. Creel then and now is freaking uh, Robert England yeah. in Nightmare on Elm Street. Exactly. So yeah. Amazing. Back to our Nightmare on Elm Street correlation. Yeah. Um But yeah, so he does an amazing job. His yeah. eyes he survives it, yeah. Somehow, well, he said he heard like an angel, yeah, and he thought he got saved, and like he like came, he was spared, and he comes to, and like his daughter is dead, and his wife is dead in the dining room, and, and like the only one left is his son who's in yeah. a coma, and they like he like dies later, and it's just him locked up in this mental institution, and yeah, and we see his eyes are covered, and <sighs> like so it's basically, but yeah, in. You kind of get, like, he said he thought he heard an angel, right? And that yep. was pretty much the music, I think, that keeps... I forget the song that keeps uh, it was popping El- up. Ella Fitzgerald, yeah. Yeah. And um, and then... And also music, when they were leaving, um, one of the people in the mental institution says something about the music. Yeah, especially yeah. if it's a personal song, and they find that it calms the patients. Yeah. Yeah. And so, basically, they're talking on the phone or the walkie-talkies. Yeah, amazing range, phone. amazing range on these CB radios. <sighs> yeah, handhelds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, but yeah, so they like Max is in her spellbound yeah. trance, and they break out of the psych ward because they get busted. Yeah, and they finally are able to get back to the car and radio Steve and Dusty and tell them, "Hey, it's it's her. Fa- it's a favorite song." Like, yeah. What's her favorite song? And so they they have her Walkman and a whole thing of tapes in the car. Thank goodness. Yeah. And thankfully, Lucas uh, knows her favorite song. Yep. And now she's basically, she's floating at this time, right? Or yeah. she started floating. They, put, they put it on her and then she goes up in the air. Oh, yeah. 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 They put the headphones on her before she, and that's where we get the iconic Kate Bush uh Running up the hill, <laughs> like I can't get this song out of my head no, since no, yeah. uh, it's because then one it continues to yeah number yeah. one on iTunes now yeah amazing and I love it, how that happens like that's number one yeah. on iTunes when Guardians of the Galaxy came out like that whole mixtape that he did in that movie became number one all these seventy songs yeah. so like it's amazing how that brings back some of these older songs but 
Yeah, she's in the Upside Down, and she's walking through. She's in, like, 3D Creel House or... Uh, Blown Apart Creel House. Yeah, they, yeah. somehow she find, gets into his, like, inner sanctum. Yeah. Like, in his then, mind or something. Yeah, that's what we still yeah. don't know, even as we go through yeah. here. But you see the... Inner sanctum is a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, Chrissy and Fred wrapped up in the vines yeah. and... I sucked out. Yeah, because yeah. Vecna keeps telling him, like, join me. And yeah. it's like, join me. What? Uh, take, like, it's like he's taking away their pain or... Yeah. Is there doing... It's almost like... I don't know. It's almost like, a, except for their violent kill, it's like, are these kids suicidal from trauma? Mm. I mean, I, it's it's just an interesting, like, it's almost like an inner demon telling them yeah. uh, that they can't deal with the guilt anymore. I'll take away the pain. I'll take away the guilt. Um, I could be off, but that's what it kind of seems like. They're just, they can't live with either what they did or what kind of trauma they suffered through. Yeah. But I don't know. But then, yeah, we see her and then basically she starts, does he put the hand on her head at some point already? And she starts floating in the air. She's like up against the wall and he's like, Starting yeah. to like work on her, and then that's when she hears the music, and then like the portal opens. Yeah, up for and like you see like the other kids. Yeah, and like she's up in the air. Yeah, and she somehow like breaks. Oh, she like rips out like his like neck artery thing. Yeah, similar vine, whatever it is. I don't yeah. know. And like manages to get free, and like starts running, and then he starts like dropping shit from the sky, and she like makes it out. Yeah, I didn't hear anybody all apocalypto, but like <laughs> she's running and yeah. cannonballs are flying by, uh, yeah. her stuff's dropping out of the sky, and she yeah. makes it through and um, makes it through, and then she falls out of the sky and like breaks both of her legs, and then that's the end of the shit. No, I'm just fucking yeah, crazy. like yeah, yeah, she fell from like ten feet, man. Yeah, like, she's Mad Max, baby. Yeah. She don't she don't she get fell hurt from ten feet with like jelly legs. Yeah, like. <laughs> and then the like the rest of the season, the rest of the. The season she has headphones on the entire yeah, time. Yeah, the whole yeah, and, just in case. But we know like now that like and they're like, what happens if you get tired of your favorite song? But um yeah, I mean pretty much then she goes the rest of the way with headphones on yep. and it it keeps her from getting um creeled or yep. uh Vecnud over there. Yeah, Vecnud, yeah. Um But yeah, so then um that's when I think the uh the jocks catch up with the. Uh... We can skip the whole jock town hall oh stuff, God, but yeah, just... they <laughs> storm the Capitol. Hold on a minute, people. Like, <laughs> let's talk this out first. Jeez, like, yeah, they go full rogue, and there's like people like in the streets driving around, and yeah. Which did you notice that the sheriff is uh, Magic Johnson's dad from Winning Time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he looked familiar. I, yeah. I, the, I think he. The new sheriff does a good job. The other two cops are still, like, yeah, awful. But they're dead to me. They took Hopper's job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopper like yeah. didn't investigate if he's really alive. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, he was obliterated. Oh, the government yeah. said he was just burned yeah. alive. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just take that at their word. Yeah, but yeah. So the it, the jocks are on to Eddie, right? I'm yeah. sure we're skipping something, but. He's at the boathouse, and so Eddie decides to, like, like row out of there. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, on the radio, which he stole from, like, a construction oh. guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we see Patrick die. Yeah, where they... Yeah. He's, like, rowing out into the lake, and the, <laughs> Jason yeah. and, and Patrick are, like, 
I'll catch him. I'll just swim it, out to they, him. And it's like, what? It, and then this is an, uh, maybe a little nitpick here, but then you see Patrick going up in the air, both Eddie and uh, what's his name or uh, Jason or like, yeah. And we see Patrick die and Eddie swims across. I guess he makes it through and that's where he steals the radio the next day at the yeah, construction yeah, site. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but like Jason then returns and is like, Eddie had some mind control. Like, it's like, <laughs> dude, you just, you were sitting right next to him, like, with this force. He's telling a story, but, like, of course, the cops don't believe him because, like, a guy just floated in the air. But it's like, oh, it's all Eddie's doing. And then, then they're like, okay, well, that solidifies our case against Eddie. Yeah. Right? And that's yeah. when they start putting out the pictures of Eddie, like, as the real suspect of basically, like, hey, he killed all three of these people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, like, yeah. Back up a little bit. This little D and D is is too much. They but. aren't telling us the real story. He's out here doing yeah. spells and shit on our people. Yeah. Let's go kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and then like yeah, one guy gets up and walks out, and he's yeah. like, "What are you people waiting for? Yeah, like, yeah come on." Yeah. It's like, where are we at now in Alabama? I know. Like, yeah. It just turned into a. It was a fucking mob southern yeah. lynching it show. Was so it's, fucking ridiculous. Let's go. Let's go get the Aussie loving Satan kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So ridiculous. But yeah, um, and then I think that episode ends and we see like this like tentacle thing like eat a fish under yeah, the lake, yeah. and we're like, oh shit! And then yeah, we know there's well now well also we know because as we as we see now these gates as a mm. as Dustin calls it Watergate later on, <laughs> uh, very great timely reference as well. Great reference the, for that era, yeah, and um, so. Where these people die, and we uh, alludes to it, like when they see um, in the trailer uh, or Eddie's trailer, like the ceiling has like a crack some, on it. Yeah, yeah. So like the the gates are now forming where people are getting killed. So um, that basically leads the um, Nancy Drew and her team of investigators. Yep. Out to the lake, and they do some nifty work to get. Well, they're going to meet up at uh, Make Out Rock. Oh, Skull, they did meet at Skull Rock, yeah. yeah. And Dusty's uh, like, it's this way, I got my compass. And Steve's like, I invented Skull Rock as a make out point. I know yeah. where it's at. Oh, and yeah. that's where they use the compass trick again from yeah. the other season where the magnetic, uh, they know the gates by the magnetic pull. Yeah. So the compass was getting all discombobulated from that. I love how and they it, know that, but the government doesn't. Yeah, well, one thing I like is, like, Dustin's, like, the sage or the, he's, like, the guide yeah. through, I guess, the realm. Yeah. You know, where you get... Dungeons um, and Dragons, there's a narrator. Yeah, they call yeah. it something... Um, Game Master. I thought it started with an S, but there, were, there was something that they call it, like, he's that character, he, like... He does it in the, the the Dungeon and Dragon things that night. What was Ben's What was Ben's character on Parks and Rec for the Cones of Dunshire? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not the Maverick, but something that my lonely something. Yeah. Anyways, the, the, tangent. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Well, the, uh, yeah. We'll have to look that up. That'll be that'll be a good. I one. should know this offhand. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. Dusty just seems to be able to put shit together way better than everybody else does. He's got yeah. his compass and. Um, yeah, he comes up with the Watergate thing, which is hilarious. Um, but that's when they decide 
to take the boat out and oh I love it yeah because like Dusty says something and <laughs> Steve is like you better shut up or I'm gonna knock your teeth back out and Dusty's like whoa too far bro and he's yeah. like sorry man <laughs> basically I had this bro moment I love their chemistry between Steve and Dusty because they just they're like broing out like he like looks up to him or something but yeah um, no and they um um and there's a part where basically uh, Eddie tells Steve that he he looks up to him and Steve's like Really? Like, Steve is so excited um, about it. So uh, we go, I mean, they're out, you know, the, what is it? They basically, the four, or they're all, they all go out to the lake, right? Yeah. And then, but on the boat. It's only Steve, Robin. It's the adults. It's the uh, which is funny because like yeah, Steve was like, "Sorry, it'll only fit three. and then they push off and it's four of them. Yeah, he's like, "What the hell?" (laughs) But yeah, they go out and they use the compass and they find out where they think the you know gate is, the water gate, as Dusty calls it. Yeah. Um, and then Steve, of course, is like, "I'm gonna go check it out." Um, I'm the high school swimmer. Yeah, yeah. And of course, had to take his shirt off, which is hilarious. Yeah. And then like jumps in, and then obviously finds out it is the uh, the gate to the upside down. Yeah. And then comes back up to tell everybody. And I think he gets spooked because he, like, drops his flashlight or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, comes back up, and then, like, he gets, like, pulled down by, like, the tentacle. And then that's <laughs> – then Nancy's like, I'm going in after him. Yeah. Of course, because Jonathan's not there. Yeah. Nancy jumps in right away, and then Robin jumps in after that. Yeah. Then Eddie's like, oh, shit. Yeah, and then he says in the upside down, he's like, I – went because I didn't want the shame of being the only one that didn't go <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, and so they go into the Upside Down, and... Um, Steve gets bitten by ooh, the... The bat things. Yeah. Yeah, whatever those are. Now, I have a feeling that's going to come back in later totally. on, but we'll yeah. talk about that at a different point. Yeah. yeah, he's got one around his neck, and he's getting bitten up, and then the, the three others show up and just start whipping ass with oars and yeah. save Steve's life, and they're like, oh, shit, we're in the Upside Down. We need, like, weapons. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, Nancy is like, <laughs> I've got guns. It seems like, yeah, that's right. You almost k- killed me that one time or something. Yeah. So they've made the decision to go at, like, go to, like, Nancy's house. Yeah, and they, Robin complains about walking everywhere because she complains yeah. about going, oh, that's far. And then they go to the trailer later on, that's far. Yeah. But, yeah, they go, yeah, an interesting thing happens at the house is, um, they end up like yeah. like in a different timeline. Yeah. It's like and two years before or something. Yeah, when yeah. when her and Steve were studying when they first when he was first interested in her. And it cause she finds shoes instead of the guns in the shoebox. And and so like how and it's interesting because it's frozen at um where Will mm goes into the upside down. Yeah. And so does the upside down not is that when the time stops in the upside down when Will goes in there? What you know, what's significant about that date that like when they travel so they're traveling back in the upside down or are they really in the past? But then they also communicate with 
they're in this past timeline, but they're communicating in the current timeline with with um, the light bright Dustin, and then through the light bright, yeah, and even talking, they're like yelling stuff through there, and they can hear. I'm like, but you're two years before. Like, how does there's yeah that that's gotta be explained. I'm gonna go Doc Brown. You're not thinking fourth dimensionally, Marty. That's true. Yeah, yeah you gotta think fourth yeah. dimensionally. He yeah. took the time machine, went back to the alternate 1985. <laughs> yeah. But if I drive the time skewed from this time, like <laughs> sorry. But if yeah. I drive off of this bridge, Doc, I'm gonna fall. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna fall into the ravine. You're not thinking fourth dimensionally, yeah. Marty. The bridge will already be built. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, that's a great okay. reference because this is the 80s but yeah yeah so they are able to communicate and to and then dusty is able to tell them that they think that the gates are linked to the deaths and that they yeah. appear, are appearing where the deaths yeah. took place yeah and that that leads the crew to then go to the trailer park which leads to a cool scene where the the kids break through the top with the broomstick uh, Mm, yeah, I would imagine that's probably not um, that trailer would not survive a tornado or oh. hail if they're just poking through it. I mean, I guess it's already been cracked, so it makes it easier. And then they, they, the cool way they did it with the bed sheets, and then but they're the kids like are so smart they put a mattress there because they what like, thought of that. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but Robin goes first, and That's then a lessons learned from Max, guys. When I fell, yeah, you should have been yeah, under me. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, no one caught me. You yeah. just let me break both of my legs. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> now I'm in a wheelchair. Uh, just, yeah, just uh, agile, lean six sigma thinking, guys. There's a better way to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they learn. Yeah, they learn, That's which right. is good. Yeah, and and then Eddie and Robin go through, and it's we see, but they like throw they like. Tie all the bed sheets together. Yeah. And they throw, throw it, it up. Out, yeah. Right. And it manages to stay taut enough at both ends. I'm yeah. sure there's science behind that. I was yeah. just like, w- well, they both, someone's holding it on both ends, I guess, maybe, or maybe. Steve's holding it. I don't know. Because, like, one of them, like, jumped on it. It was like, it'll hold. And it's like, wait. Oh, Robin. Yeah, Robin just, like, starts, like, gym rope climbing it. Yeah. Like, right, like yeah. right away. It was just like, wait, I, I don't know about that. Anyways, there's math behind it, I'm sure. I'm just not fucking. Oh, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. And one of the, the, yeah. the, uh, up Davey is Jones down. Is, thing, and then, yeah. 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 The, the ship goes up and they just stay there. Yeah. And then it, they flip back up on the other side. That's a good point. You know, yeah. I mean, that's obviously logic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we see the first, sorry. Yeah, that's just serious shit. They got to stick to reality because it's like, there's There's this quantum physics, (laughs) quantum mechanics. Like we're talking about quantum computing. Yeah. Fourth dimensional. This is the same universe where the FBI found out where Jane Hopper was pre-internet. Yeah. They probably had the internet before. Only because she was arrested and they didn't know that the buyers went to California. Exactly. Um, so. It, but yeah, then we see Robin and and Eddie Eddie go through. Yeah, and then we see like, um, what's her name? Nancy. Nancy. Like she's eye flipping now. Yeah, she's like yeah, it's like you just see her like going up through the portal. Yeah, and then like she like falls into a pool. And falls you're like, into what the, the pool. Fuck? Yeah, and Vecna like Vecna's like. 
Hey, Nancy. Yeah. He doesn't say Nancy. Like, Paul's like, filling up with blood, and he's like, it's your fault that Barbara's dead, Yeah, bitch. yeah, like, yeah. I remember all my kills. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's like... You were busy making out with Steve. Yeah. <laughs> you whore. Yeah. Whore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, but, yeah, Vecna's like... Ruthless. Yeah, and so this will tie... I mean, this will tie nicely into the... Hawkins lab explanation yeah. here in seven. So we won't go through all the iterations of um, 11 being trying to rejog her powers by uh, living by memories. by being in a onesie and a back to tank and uh, and re trying to dig into her memories like something's blocking her memories. But you see Nancy becomes a vessel for this. There's like and this is in seven. Nancy and Nancy becomes a vessel for the story of Vecna, right? Of yeah. how Vecna came yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. And in parallel, you see Eleven's um, remembering. remembering what happened. So, you know, it goes all the way back to the first episode where we see the Hawkins Lab massacre. And it basically tries to, t- you know, it tries to hint that it's Eleven. Yeah. Because of how it ends up, but That's then what they it, want you to think. Yeah. and it goes back of seeing you know how Vecna got into the upside down, and you know going through the memories, and you see Eleven, you see multiple other kids there, and picking on her bully, picking her. on her bully, and it goes to the theme. She's picking on a bullied in in this world now. She's picked on and bullied in the lab. Um, and she befriends the orderly, mm-hmm. I guess you call him an orderly. And <clears throat> and then we come to find out that he was number one because yeah. we see the numbers of the kids. Right. And you see some are missing, like notably there's no one, but there's like two, three, four, five, six. There's no eight. We, we realize eight somehow escaped, you know, when we meet her in season two when L. Uh, travels to, you know, to Chicago oh, or whatever, yeah, right, yeah. and then joins up with L. That that's yeah. when that's when yeah, that's why a lot of people don't like season two, and that's when L uh, became like goth or wear like slick back hair and jacket and trying to be like eight. But we see one, you know, trying to help her or help her escape, and. Because the rest of the kids that have been picking on her are apparently going to try to kill her. And they go to the same pipe that Will goes. They find, like, or no, sorry, not Will, that Eleven escaped, escaped out of mm-hmm. there, which I'm assuming is right after, maybe not right after, but at some point. At some point. The yeah. timeline is very confusing because, yeah. like, Eleven, during these memories, she, like, looks in the mirror and she's, like, super young. Well, I think that's where it's just trying to tell you, like, hey, this is when she was little. First came to the but, lab, yeah. But, yeah, now, like, and she's, like, big. But, but yeah, one, they go to the the pipe, and he's like, I can't go with you, and yeah. don't worry about me. But then he gets her, convinces her to pull the to mind uh, Jedi mind force the um, suck the chip out of his chip out of his neck yeah and um, does that and 
then he's like, all right, let's go back in. I'm about to I'm smoke ready everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he went full Agent Smith from the Matrix. Like, I'm yeah. about to kill everybody in this room. Yeah, he tells her, like, stay in this room. Don't come out. Yeah. And then she just starts hearing shit go down. Yeah. And that's what, and then it picks up from where, like. Well, yeah, well, she she's with him at first. Yeah. And the guards are there, and he's like, don't be afraid. Because the guards, yeah, they're like, yeah, 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 hey, yeah. they start, they kind of flush them out. He's like, you don't have to be afraid. And then he just goes, like, start hand gesturing, breaking necks and cashing checks on everybody. Yeah, yeah. It, he, like, turns his yeah. head, and then, like, somebody's neck snaps. Yeah, that was pretty like, rad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, he, like, starts making his way through the building and full-on slaughter. Yeah, just smoking it. And then he basically he forced her in the room is like don't come out, yeah. you know, and as and you just hear the all the the gore and then she he comes she comes out, she gets out and he's basically now turns on he wants her to like kind of join him and We can remake the world any yeah. way we want, any way we see fit. Well, and then you also come during this whole telling of the story from Nancy's side, you learn that one is Victor Creel. Uh, not His Victor son. Creel, the son. Yeah. N- as it Who was in a coma. Yeah. Yeah. He's like different and can tell something's, you know, he's really into Black Widow spiders. Yeah. He starts, he's the one that. Makes the lights flicker, the music come on, kills, kills the, the animals, kills the animals, and then kills the sister and yeah. mother, and then um, sucks out the um, starts sucking out the eyes of the dad. And then I'm guessing like it just takes so much out of it, and he just goes into a yeah. coma, and the dad survives, right? Yeah, says something think, like didn't know his own power and yeah, wound up in a coma, but yeah, like Creel like was tired of like. He, every time he closed his eyes, he saw it or something like that. Yeah. So, like, he just, like, cut his like cut his own eyes out or something. It was so oh, yeah, yeah, fucked yeah. up with, like, razor blades. But That's right, yeah. Yeah. So, like, puts it all together that Vecna is one, which is the Creel kid, which is how the house is connected to all of this. And then you kind of, it, then it starts to make sense, like, he's, like, gets plugged in, <laughs> like, it's the Matrix, yeah. He's elevated, and he looks very much like a spider. Like it starts to make sense. Like he's like yeah. this person, and, and so while the story is being like unfolded, and then it comes like toe to toe with Eleven, it's like full on force versus force, and she like kicks his ass basically. Yeah. And this is one thing we'll talk about during the theories like cast, but like she like smashes him through the window, and then like he's up against the wall, and he she's, like. Pushes him through. He like disintegrates or something like that. Yeah, and into that's to the upside down. Yeah, so we get a lot of history on this. Yeah. We see, you know, what happens at the massacre. We see how Vecna comes to be. Yep, he was one basically more the most powerful of the powerful telepathic whatever these kids are. Yeah. yeah. And the only one's powers are similar is Eleven, yeah. basically. And Brenner had to put this chip to kind of control him, to weaken him. And 
Eleven, we see Eleven is weak, but when we see when her power, she can stop everything, close yep. the gate, and all that. Right. But yeah, she discovers those powers their full force by pushing him, like disintegrating him, like opening this dimensional gate, yeah. gate and where he goes through it, and you see him like barreling through it. Yeah. And you see the the lightnings hitting him and mm-hmm. like all the clouds and storms and lightning that you he's see. Like in between dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. But it will, or he's in the upside down, which right. is somehow already there. Yeah. So how does the upside down, I mean, this will talk in theories and whatever around the whole upside down because you almost think like, okay, this. Vecna and one going through that would start that. But there's already something there. There's already right? something there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it makes more sense around the five star general comment. Yeah. But um that's where you go into theories and speculation on what yeah. how that came to be, is it always, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. But you get you get so much stuff kind of explained. Yeah. You know, because as we're as I was watching the shows until the finale, I watched one through six first and took like a day off before watching the finale. I'm thinking, oh my god, Eleven is killing these people because it watching rewatching one where it shows the massacre, the guards and the other kids' bones are broken, their fingers are all yeah. like crunched up, and I'm like, oh god, because you it wants you to think Eleven did that, and but then we know obviously one did it, but you get kind of the the reveal of what's yeah. going on. Right? My first theory was that she was possessed by Vecna. That was my first when, like, because you saw, like, she had, like, the blood down the eyes yeah. and shit. And then, like, the, in the very first episode, like, the window is smashed out and there's, like, a crack in the wall. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> she's possessed by Vecna from the upside down. And that's how all this shit starts. But, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of reveal. And, and so Nancy's, like, learning all of this, right, in the upside down as well. And, yeah. Um, how does she get out again? She ends up. Uh, you mean uh, how does who get out? Nancy. Does she make it out yet? No. That's right. Yeah. So that ends. It ends where, you know, him just going through the upside down and getting hit by lightning, and we never see Nancy make it out of her dream state. Right. Yeah, she's or, still in. Yeah. Spellbound. Yeah. Yeah. Spellbound. Yeah. And, it, and you see, it's like he's. Vecna's in his hive mind, in a, his spider web mind. So, yep. like, they're telepathically or however they communicate how she gets these images. But he's guiding her through through his history as we see Eleven's memories guiding through how one became Vecna, right? Yeah. And we get, we get the Creel history yep. through the Nancy vision, and we get the... The one, the the Neo, the one history yeah. from, from 11, so. Yeah, which, yeah, uh, Vecner and, and one, his name is Peter, right, Peter Creel? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, I like how when he confronts Nancy, he's like, oh, you saw Victor. Haven't paid him a visit in a while. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, you are twisted as fuck. Like, yeah, and how like does, maybe yeah, I will. Yeah, how does he know all this is happening above ground as well? He's got his. He's got his spies. Yeah, it's yeah. got bat like real life bats flying. Yeah, in the, yeah. Uh, I, I have a theory that like 
and we'll, we won't go into too much detail. Like somebody in the government is like somehow connected to Vecna. Vecna. Yeah, I think we got a lot of theory stuff coming. We'll probably have a, an hour podcast yeah. on the theories because there's Easily. there's so many. I mean, you know, so that kind of that that wraps up pretty much the different locations of one through seven. Yeah. The, and we got a nice nifty. While we did wrap everything up, there's a lot of questions. So um, many. But yeah, like at the end, right? I think the last one of the last scenes we see is like Vecna, like the tentacles like move on his arm and you see the tattoo of like one on his arm. You're just like, oh, like mind blown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of questions and theories about where the show is going to go. Yeah. (laughs) How it's going to end. Yeah, and we won't talk about theories here, no, but I have some questions for you. Okay. I'm going to ask you. So, um, we kind of talked about some of this already, but so I won't ask the, the questions I've written down here that we've talked to, but um, how does, how does, Nan, how do they end up two years? back in time when they go through what what do you think you know we haven't really have we had any much time travel no in the show no i don't think that's so i think in my mind yeah uh, vecna tells when he's trying to recruit 11 that we can make the world we want it to i think like the first person he killed was barb like, he sucked Will in, but Will managed to escape yeah. and was hiding in his little shack in the woods, right, and all of that. But, like, I think when, like, Vecna, when, like, somebody goes into the Upside Down and they're killed, and I think they're pretty much killed by Vecna, we just didn't know it for the longest time. He's, like, sucking their brain out, which is why their eyes, like, suck in, right? Yeah. I think he's extracting memories, and he has created Hawkins in the Upside Down from a memory, Mm. Barb was season one, man, which would be when she and Steve were hooking up and she's got that whole she yeah, Barb the journal was the first entries and shit. That. Yeah. But that's yeah, Will but the journal entries stop, you know, when when Will goes into the upside down, right? Yeah. And Will's already in the upside down when her and Steve are hooking up, right? Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I think I it's a memory constructed universe. To some degree. Yeah. And it's only up to a certain point because, like, Barb was the last person. But did they download, does he download Will's memory? And that's why Possibly, the, yeah. Through that, the slug ooh, thing, yeah. That's what we can talk about with this. But, yeah, through, we don't know what the Upside Down looks like when Will initially gets there. We only know when they first, when Hopper first goes in. And you really don't see much, and only until after like Will comes out, like did he download Will's memory of the town, and that's why you see the school and the yeah. mall and all the stuff that his memory, right? Yeah, it all comes down to is it pre-existing or is it constructed from by Vecna from people's memories or something? We don't exactly. We don't. Know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know if there's. We don't seen a history of. Besides the Creole murders, we haven't yeah. seen any canon of history of mysterious deaths throughout the town through history. So yeah. I think if there was a bunch of mysterious deaths that were able to construct the Upside Down, that would be different. I'm almost thinking that 
the upside down was bear, and then when when uh, what's when will w- no when P- when the um, one goes through yeah. there initially from eleven. He's got the Creel house and maybe whatever was around it because they just moved to Hawkins. They weren't like there. Yeah, they weren't living there long. Yeah, that it was like he had his house and very little things, and then then he was able to download a lot from Will. I can see that. Um, or whatever, whoever's commanding him, yeah. the Mind Flayer. I don't know, whatever. So, and not the Mind Flayer is that, but whatever vessel is in charge overall. Yep. Um. Uh, yeah, and the other, you know, one one thing that this is what I wanted to bring up earlier, uh, the skate, the skating scene in California, remember it? So whenever they're doing the carry moment on the floor and they dump the, or on the, the rink and they dump the yeah. drink on it, yeah, there's the a videotaping shape. guy, a guy videotaping. And the date on the video is uh, March 22nd. And if you go back to, I forget what season, it's Will's birthday. No one says happy birthday. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's his birthday. His mom goes to freaking Alaska. Alaska. Will, and it's it explains a lot of, like, is Will even necessary in the story anymore? Or oh, there's a theory. I'm going to save it. I have a theory with Will, but I'll save it for a theory podcast. Another question for you, Mike. Yeah. Did we need Russia in this season? Could we have just done something with yeah, explain, just show a glimpse of Hopper in the Russian prison or in some alternative? It seemed like a lot of the episode, to me, wasted a lot of time on Russia. I did enjoy the Brett Gelman, Murray. Yeah. Play, but everything else, I think, was kind of, what do you think? Necessary, I don't know. I think it will come back to play in the last two episodes, maybe even season five. But there was a lot of buildup around it. Like, this prison somehow has the Demogorgon in it as, like, an animal prisoner. Yeah. So it's connected to somehow. That's how they're going to get back to Hawkins, I think. But necessary? We don't know yet. I probably, They take a DeLorean through the uh, Russian uh, portal underneath the prison to... Except it's like a Russian duck. Duck Brown. It's like Duck <laughs> yeah. Brun. Like, yeah, he's like... A German one, Doc Braun. Yeah, no, yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's yeah. He's like this other prisoner in, in the camp, and then like it's like his nephew is Marty, but it's like a Russian Marty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible tangent, but I love it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's a good question. Is it necessary? I I think we just don't know the reasoning behind it yet because they have to get back to Hawkins somehow. Yeah, and the planes like crashed. Oh, uh, it's not far from where they launched the Soyuz, so they managed to get into the rocket. Because remember, it's like the end of the space race, so oh, they yeah. like get into the rocket. They go to the space station. They, <laughs> it's episode, there's a portal on the moon. Episode like eight is just them launching to to the space station <laughs> where they're going to connect a ride yeah. home with the uh, with. With the cosmonauts, what? yeah. No, no, with the U.S., uh, one of the space shuttles. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think that makes sense. If this was a video game, that would definitely be in it, yeah. Well, and I think if this was a more tighter show in yeah. the season, you 
could cut 15 minutes in all the Russian part totally. and do like we were chatting, I think, before you do like a 30 minute one off episode where you just knock out all the Russia stuff and then get yeah. back to. Well, because there's all the buildup of like uh, Enzo and. Yeah. And, and, like you don't make him the guard there. You he, just make him like another prisoner that yeah. he just happens to meet the day before they die. He, you right? have to get Joyce. Out of the house so the kids yeah. can go on their adventure to get yeah. back to Hawkins. Their adventure of burying an FBI agent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Adventures of getting shot at, burying an FBI agent. Argyle's like, this is the wackest weed I've ever smoked. I've oh, imagined it's, it's a It's called guy Purple Palm Tree Delight. Oh, is that's a, the best name ever. Well, let me just make sure. That's what I saw earlier. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next. Um, you think anybody's going to die? I'm going to ask you a question. Who do you think is going to die next? Um, I would like to save that for our theories podcast. Fair enough. If you don't, if we, uh, if we don't mind there, because I have some theories. I mean, we kind of talked already. I think Eddie may sacrifice himself uh, because we get the shot in the trailer of him playing guitar on top of the trailer yeah. uh, in the upside down, yeah. which we thought may have been Billy for some reason when we reviewed the trailer, but somewhat similar uh, with the long hair. Yeah. They're the only two people with the long hair like that, but yeah. What, what's your next question? Uh, I think the last one, I guess two, what's the point of the Plinko game that, uh, 11 is playing in the rainbow there room the whole time? Too many shots of her just playing Plinko. And I'm like, is she supposed to be trying to get it on her number or like I think what? She was trying to land it on it's like she pre-picked a number. Yeah. Because when she was talking to one before we knew it was one, yeah. she was like, he was like, what number are you going for? And she was like, three. And she kept uh, landing okay. on like four and five yeah. and whatever. Uh, okay, okay. And it was just I, like, but there were way too many shots of her trying to play Plinko. Like I didn't need that many times of her like yeah. failing. Yeah, we get, I mean, we get that she had a hard time harnessing her powers. Yeah. They went a, lo- a a little bit long on that. Yeah. And then the last question, and kind of we talked a little bit about eight. How and when did eight escape? So I'm assuming that I, I was listening to podcasts, and so I'm going to steal this from I think is uh, uh, Mallory and Joe on the Ringer talking about. Did like one because eight is pretty powerful as you see yeah. in in back in season two. two when they go see when L goes see uh, eight mm-hmm. did one do the same thing with eight at some point and eight was like peace and just went through the tunnel <laughs> where where L helps him get like, the thing out because I get yeah yeah. And he's like, oh, crap. All right, that didn't work. Who's next? 11? Yeah. And I just wonder, it'd be interesting, not in a whole, like, episode or to go back, but just to see how 8 got out. And what was, they showed her in season 2, like. She was older than 11, right? Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, they all are older. Because, like, the higher the number, right, like. Yeah, 1 is the oldest and 2 looks the next oldest. But 8 was, like. Seemed like a full-grown adult. Yeah. Uh, she was like, but like a teenager living with adults. I don't know. The, mm. the whole thing was was a weird tangent. Yeah. Unless eight factors in 
to somehow later on in the series, which... Like, maybe it does help her escape, but they don't know that it was one, yeah. right? Because why would he still be around anybody if he's, like, helping people escape? Yeah, they... Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you saw, like, he just helped Eleven in, like, one episode where he was like, you got this. And, like, yeah. the doctor was like, hmm. And then, like, next thing you see, he's, yeah. like, getting tased the shit yeah. out of. So... Yeah. Yeah, maybe he helps her escape, and they don't know it, and he's just, like, working on trying to find the right one that can help him escape. I don't yeah. know, but... I don't know. Maybe he just feels like he's locked in, and he wasn't planning on getting out, and then... And maybe maybe when Aid escaped, Brennan missed the signs, and then mm. he went back and watched the tapes and then saw the interactions, uh. and then... Yeah, so, I mean, we could speculate. And yeah, yeah. We could be talking about something that's not going to factor in in any yeah, part of the show. we could show. be talking out of our ass. But, I mean, because they did make... I mean, I was reading stuff that Steve was supposed to die in season one, but they fell in love with Joe Carey as the actor. And now he became, like, an integral part. Yeah. So could they have had plans for eight? And then the fan feedback of that whole storyline kind of was like, yeah. all right, what's... Let's and it kind of happened with this season. It's like... Give us the gang together in Hawkins. Like the the best part is when they were playing detective and trying to figure shit out in Hawkins, right? Yeah. And so now everybody's gonna come back together, and it's now you got a huge, the uh, you got Argyle that's gonna be there. Yeah, Eddie. This, I mean, you you're still gonna have to break them up like they started to do. Yeah. Even in Hawkins, like with the adult children versus you know Lucas and Max and yeah. and Dustin. So, you're going to have a lot of people back in Hawkins, so how are you going to split time? But it yeah. should be interesting. I can't wait till July 1st uh, or whenever the last two come out. It'll be a really great 4th of July, just yeah. powering through the last two episodes. That will take a total of, like, five hours. Yeah, the last one's two and a half hours yeah. long. It's longer than Thor Love and Thunder, which is about to come out, which is insane to think that a TV episode yeah. is a feature-length movie. Amazing. Any other final thoughts? We've talked for two hours and 22 minutes on Stranger Things. Man, I love Eddie. I love Argyle. I love the new addition of characters and the expansion yeah, of I Murray. think they did a really good job of adding new characters. Yeah. Um, the characters they added were meaningful. And, uh, I mean, one caveat to that is the basketball storyline. We didn't talk about it much. We didn't go into depth of that. Like that kind of fell flat, yeah, for me. Um, and it they, it didn't take up much time, which was great, but it was just stupid. And I think I, think I looked at Jackie when he was giving that speech about we're gonna honor the victims by winning state or whatever. I like looked over at Jackie and was like, that guy's gonna wind up running a used car car dealership in the, like the better town than Hawkins, yeah, like yeah. Eagleton to Pawnee. <laughs> He's gonna wind up running a used dealership in Eagleton. <laughs> Poor Bob's or Barb's parents are like, fuck this kid. Like, yeah, like yeah. don't use my daughter's name to win a state championship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and not even that. All the kids that died in the fire at the fire, yeah, uh, the fire. at the mall yeah. the, and the other season. So, yeah, it's. It's amazing that Hawkins, Hawkins is still an incorporated town. They haven't gone bankrupt it, from. Well, like, it even. I it's like some of these families have money right yeah. when you move like immediately <laughs> yeah. hawkins should be a ghost town it yeah. should just be eddie's trailer park is the yeah. only people left it should be like a coal mining town that just got sh- sold yeah. off like there's nobody right. left yeah it, 
And Joyce and them leave. I mean, the buyer's the only one that that left. But I guess when the government's covering it up and like, oh, yeah. there was a fire, or oh, nothing's wrong with this site. It's a uh, Department of Energy. We yeah. just like we're not creating interdimensional portals yeah, and no. doing tests on children yeah. and you know. But I don't know. I want to see more of uh, the uh, Mike's dad. Like, Dusty's over there eating breakfast. He's like, yeah, go ahead. You're not eating us out of money or yeah. anything. Like, I just love his, like, dad lines that he says throughout the yeah. movie. Because, like, um, in the first season, he was, like, asleep half the time yeah. in front of the TV. Yeah, he was making, he was, like, the parent spokesman making, like, dad comments in this season. <laughs> yeah. I loved and, it. And, uh, yeah, even um, Nancy Wheeler's mom still looks good. Still looking good. The, yeah, bo- or the, I don't know how the got dad's that, married. Got perm. That. Yeah. Yeah. Looked better in the previous season. The perm's a little, little too much for me, but it's, it's getting dated. We're almost out of the eighties. Yeah, yeah. It's season five. We're gonna go in the nineties. Well, we unless they're gonna time jump ahead, maybe, right? or wait four years because I think this was eighty five or eighty six. But shit, wait ten years and then they're older. Then it's like it part two. They're all grown up. Yeah, <laughs> Stranger <laughs> Things twenty twenty two. I look forward to the reunion, but yeah, that was my final thoughts. Any any final thoughts for you going into the last two episodes and no, just I, over three weeks? I think I got a lot of thoughts and speculation that we'll we'll um, oh, talk about in a separate about. separate podcast about what we think is happening. Um, you know, in in the last two of this season and uh, season five, so. Nothing much for me. I think um, I really enjoyed it. Actually, probably more than I thought, to be honest. But it was nice to watch one, two, and three leading up and remember how good of a show it was. Um, And even the episode length made me buy in more because it was like, oh, there's going to be a shit ton of content. Yeah. Like that kept me coming back. Just knowing the episodes got longer and longer, but sorry. Well, it would be interesting, though, in five. Like, they can't just start making ep- every episode, like, three hours long. I mean, you'll lose people. Yeah. But I don't know. It, they're going to add more characters again next season. I mean, you've got a huge cast to pull from now, unless multiple people die in this season. But um, anyway, we'll see what happens, but... Yeah, if you haven't watched it, hopefully you didn't listen to this podcast because we just spoiled everything for you. But if you had, I hope you'd enjoyed it as much as us. And and you can stay tuned to us uh, as we put out another podcast next week about uh, theories and speculation on what's to come. So if, as always, you can uh, enjoy our podcast at all the podcasting sites, Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, um, a- any of the podcast sites, really. You can check out our Instagram at Can We Kick It Pod. You can email us at Can We Kick It Pod One at gmail.com. You can check out our email at or email our website <laughs> at kickingitmedia.com. Did I miss anything, Mikey? I think you got it all, Chucky. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>